I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Who am I? Petey Pop, motherfucker. First to put it down for North Carolina, but guess what? 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 It's been worth it. I'm a superstar. Bought me a big old car. 4.6. Seen it, cuz. Black with the bars on the front and back and got a button in the middle that make the track go, eh-eh. But at that. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a, what is today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. On a Tuesday. Uh, Netflix, new release Tuesday. Uh, your new DVDs and video games are in the stores, guys. Woo-hoo! So it's a real good day for consumers. Um, and we also uh, are joined by a guest that hasn't been on the show in a long time. It's been a while, but he's always been around. We always talk about him. Uh, you always go back and forth with him on Twitter. Uh, that's my man, Mike Felder from In the Bleachers. Uh, you guys might know him on Twitter as at In the Bleachers. And, uh, you can also go to thebleacherreport.com and, uh, check him out there. Um, Mike, what's up, dog? Work, man. Busy, busy, busy. Nice to, um, you know, not be doing nothing but combine and NFL stuff. And so it's always cool to kick it with you guys all the time. It's nice. And, uh, Mike, can you tell people out there, man, for their first time that are getting introduced to the Felder experience, like, what it is that you do exactly? I'm, uh, the lead national college football writer for BleachReport.com, which is, uh, underneath the Turner Sports umbrella, or underneath the Turner umbrella with CNN, TNT, um, TBS. So, we're part of their sports arm. I'm the lead national college football voice they have. Kind of... You guys have seen me go from independent blogger to now I have a real job and I make adult levels of money and <laughs> so I can do adult, more adult stuff. Uh, I've seen you uh, live tweet quitting a job. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what, if I didn't do that, I don't know that I'd be where I am right now. Yeah, it, it really is crazy. Like sometimes the uh, stuff that is the most uh, crazy, the most like, you know, people would be like, why would you do that? That's the wrong thing to do. Sometimes that's the shit that really propels you to uh, doing stuff for yourself, man. Sometimes you have to like, you know, sometimes you got to get a kick in the ass almost to to get stuff done. Yeah, man. I figure if the Mavericks can win a world championship, that was time for Mike Felder to say, you know what, this job, take it and shove it. I'm out of here. Let's go get some champagne. Let's hang out by the pool during the day. And then after that, we'll uh, we'll start taking writing a lot more seriously and see what happens and I'm pretty happy, man. I can't complain with uh, where, the way things ended up so far. Yeah, you did call that Mavericks uh, championship. I remember <laughs> that because uh, it was a big bone of contention between uh, me and you on Twitter because I was like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and uh, I was wrong. You you absolutely did know what you're talking about. I just believed in the Mavericks. So, you know, it, I'll be honest. It was That was 100% pure fan of no sane person would have ever thought they would win that series. Well, you did. Uh-huh. And all that matters is that you called it. And that's what's the most important thing. Um, have you had to travel for your job uh, lately? Because uh, one of the reasons I picked the song to open up the show with is because you almost more than anybody I know love the state of North Carolina. And, uh, you know, you like you need a good reason to have to leave. Uh, and last time I talked to you, you were actually traveling. So like what? Like, are you have you had to go out of state anymore to that that cold up north? Yeah, I, I was in New York City the day after the Super Bowl when they got that crazy snowstorm. And they're like, well, you should have worn your boots. I was like, I've been over North Carolina I have boots. 
was for what? <laughs> so I was up in New York City um, the first week of February. I probably won't leave Charlotte again until – that's a lie. I leave Charlotte in April to go to Charleston for a bachelor party. I got to go back to New York City for the NFL draft. And I'm going to Denver in June for my little brother's bachelor party. So two bachelor parties, the NFL draft. But nothing that I can't handle. Like as long as winter's passing now, I'm okay. That winter time in New York City, you want to talk about a place that's – I don't know if New York is worse in wintertime mm-hmm. when it's covered snow and filthy or in the summertime when the smells activate because of the heat. <laughs> True. Uh, so um where where'd you say the NFL draft is gonna be held? It's in it's in New York City. We're um last year we did a show, we do a live show during the draft where and I know a lot of folks watch NFL Network, they watch ESPN, and the first round they're all great. And then once you get into the second and third and fourth rounds, they start talking about the guys that got drafted the day before. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we talk about every single pick. Uh-huh. And so we talk about every pick. We did it last year from uh, Boomer Esiason's Bowling Alley. I think we're going to do it in studio. We got a brand-new studio now, so I think we'll do it in studio, but we kind of simulcast it online. Uh, Matt Miller, who is one of the best football like, – he knows every – like guys that are getting drafted from like West Texas A&M, backup state university. He's like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. I've watched this. I've watched So he get, I, I get – it's good to talk football with him. So we'll be doing that in New York City. I saw, what was it, Rita, the NFL chick. I saw her last year. Saw a couple other people. Hutch and Go. Saw some other folks up there. It was really cool. That's what's up, man. Hey, when, now, um, when you're covering this stuff, like, do you ever, because I, whenever I watch the draft, I always feel like those dudes are kind of like, uh, full of shit, because they, uh, they, a lot of times, like, they know all the people that I know, and I don't watch football. <laughs> And then after that, they don't talk about those people, uh, the, the new people. And I feel like that's what they get paid to do yep. is to know the dude in the sixth round. And they don't know those people. And the strips. And, and then, like, because, like, I think the draft is so overrated. It's so um, long. Yeah, it's very long. <laughs> like, it ends up becoming where, like, every player, they start talking about him like he's going to impact the team right away. And that's just not true for, like, 90% of the players. Yeah, I, I will say Matt Miller knows everyone. I felt like last year, if there was like 255 guys, 254 guys that got picked, Miller knew all 200. He probably knew 253 of them Shit. in depth, had watched tape on them, and then had those other guys that didn't get picked that he also knew about. I felt pretty confident talking about about 200 and probably, I'll say 225, 230 guys. And some of the small school guys I missed on, I think that the big thing, and I think that's part of what we do is instead of, talking about the day before we talk about what's going on right now we hit every pick and we give some analysis on them and we talk about what we remember the most about this guy so I, that's one thing that we do because all i do college football only mm-hmm. and so that's all i watch and i pour over these guys and i read about them and i study i watch them again and so and matt does nfl draft really only and he watches all these guys and he pulls guys that he might all oh, these this guy might get drafted from canada so it's it's a lot, and like our show prep for that is starts weeks in advance where they make up mock drafts for us, and they're just throwing names out. And then when we get to New York City, it's more mock drafts and more talking about guys. But it comes together really nice, and I'm looking forward to doing it again this year. Isn't picking the draft almost – like it's kind of insane yeah. like what goes on around the draft before the draft because mm-hmm. – 
like even during the college year they have draft stock which is the most pointless stock <laughs> like that's who that, gets paid from that stock uh nobody gets paid from that stock uh <laughs> uh the people uh uh the people who uh discuss those picks and come on tv they get paid for having draft stock but like the actual players don't get paid okay it's it's kind of like worthless stock it's like having bitcoin stock right now or something like that um but but it's funny because um guessing there's a i think what a billion dollar bet right now that if you can guess every pick in the ncaa basketball tournament uh warren buffett and someone else they'll give you a billion dollars and the reason that they're doing that is because it's impossible no one's gonna ever do it Mm-mm. well mocking a draft is even more impossible than picking the the teams yeah. uh like and people don't talk about it like it's weird because every like i was watching the other day and um what's the dude today go and um uncryogenically freeze uh mel kuiper mel kuiper yeah and mel kuiper was on and i was like you know what his superpower is confidence <laughs> confidence is his superpower he's never gonna be right because you can't be right it's not like no. he's bad Mm-mm. it's impossible to be right but every year he talks with the most confidence he will argue like i've seen him argue people about his point and you but he knows from every single year he's done this he is inevitably going to be proven wrong and he argues like i'm the expert here how dare you fucking talk to me yeah i think well here's a big thing and it's it's an industry that's flourished but you talk to guys i talk to matt miller all the time and you talk to other guys that do mock drafts they're just guesses and they know that Mm -hmm. the beauty of the the beauty of like like mock drafts are what you have to produce because people like to click on them and fans of certain teams like to read about who they might get beauty of the draft and what draft analysts do is where they put players giving first round second round third round grades Mm -hmm. and i think that's what what they should get graded on is how players pan out that they evaluate but instead people are looking for like a 100% accurate mock draft and the mock draft's never going to tell you the story like you said it's impossible to get the thing correct next thing you know one team's traded up this mm-hmm. guy's moving over here yeah. and they're like what and they and, it's funny because they pre- they've bought into it and a lot of them present it that way as opposed got to, to i mean because like you said that's what the fans are going to click on and that's what they want to see but it's so funny to me because it's like, guys, I would rather like, and maybe I'm not in a, a small handful of people. I'd much rather see a draft special on four or five dudes that could go at this spot, four or five guys that might go for this team, why this team might move up. Like, I would rather see that than just like the definitive, oh, Johnny Manziel is the best quarterback in this draft and he will go first. And if he's not taken first, then you're going to, and it's like, but we know from history that the best quarterback often doesn't go first in pretty yeah. much every draft. Yeah. You, um, I tell you what, they would, those guys would like to do that show more, mm-hmm. but it's, it's one of those things where let's, let's line them up. It's the same reason why you have to do a top 20. Oh, you broke up a little I, bit. Hold on. It's so you have to fault. do a top 20. What? It's the same reason I have to do a top 25 every week in college football. Oh, um, okay. I don't really feel like, you know, who knows? Once you get past probably number 13, all those teams are the same. Mm-hmm. And, but you got it. You got to kind of put that, put the effort into it to get it done. So, but I, trust me, if there was a chance to just talk about 
why Team X is better than Team Y, I'd do it. If those guys had an opportunity to just talk about why they have this quarterback over this quarterback and, you know, these guys, I think, are the top five players in the draft. I think they'd prefer to do that. I also think mock drafts completely get screwed up mm-hmm. because of the absurd value people put on the quarterback position. Where oh my god, they they pick kids that wouldn't get drafted until the second round, but they pick them first because it's like, oh, somebody's going to get another quarterback. We got to get a quarterback. You know, it's weird too with the quarterback thing because um, at this point, the NFL doesn't uh, the way that they've done the salary cap with the rookies. It's not as valuable, quote unquote, a position as it used to be. Like it used to be like, well, you were getting a hundred million dollar guy. Now it's like that dude might never make that much money in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's good quarterbacks that are like, Hey, so when y'all gonna pay me right now? And they're like, I'm sorry, Cam, but uh according to this contract, we can wait a year. So <laughs> so like I, I don't like it's kind of funny where uh you hear people just try to gush over these quarterbacks like I bet you there's a lot of teams now who are like, well, if we don't get one now, we'll get one next year. Cause but they it. won't. They won't. That's the, mm. that's the problem is they won't do that, and they should. But because of the value that they just have on it, they're like, yo, we can't win a Super Bowl unless we get a quarterback. I'm like, yo, you know what you need, though? An offensive line because your quarterback got sacked 30 times. Right, yeah. You know what? Get, a, get a wide receiver. Go get somebody to play on a defensive line. But they're like, yo, we need a franchise guy right now. Yeah, when was Russell Wilson drafted? You know, third round. That's my boy right there. Yeah, dude, I'm just saying. You know, like, oh, yeah. as much as people covet these top two and three pick quarterbacks, Russell Wilson goes in the third round, goes to a solid team, manages the hell out of a game, and makes plays when he has to, and uh, wins the Super Bowl. Team that had good pieces, really good yeah. pieces, all over the place. And I, I love that dude. I did too. Like, I, I couldn't wait for him to leave NC State because. He was out there busting my teammates' ass. Oh my like, god! He was giving them the blues, dude. It was so hard to root for Russell Wilson, knowing he was going to destroy North Carolina every year. Like, 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 uh-huh. embarrassing. <laughs> like in, in an embarrassing level where you just be like, "Oh, that dude is the truth." Like, what are y'all yeah. going to do against him? Uh, yeah. we'll see. You know, we got a chance. I mean, maybe if he like twists the ankle or something. <laughs> but other than that, we go lose. Yeah, yeah. But, you yeah, know. I, I'll okay. never forget my first year out of school, his first year starting, mm-hmm. 2008. I went up for that game. It was real cold, and literally it was an entire game of, did he really just did that? Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. Best thing about that dude is, uh, I don't know if you saw the parade uh, for no. the Seahawks when they celebrated, but, uh, you know, like the post-Super Bowl parades are always, like, really mm-hmm. crunk. Like, you know, everybody's getting on the, on the mic, and they're like, we're going to – and then we're going to go to Brooklyn. Yeah. We're going to go to Indiana. Yeah. You know, like everybody's just completely, you know, uh, can you dig it and all that shit. But, uh, Russell Wilson gets on the mic and I, I'm not even joking. He was just like, when I got drafted, I said that we were going to, the goal was to win the Super Bowl. Uh, we, we won the Super Bowl. Uh, I said we would try to win multiple Super Bowls. So hopefully we'll, we'll go back next year. That was it. I was like, what a cool customer, man. Like, you know, as much as I wanted Cam to win the Super Bowl so that I could, like, be ignorant about it, like, Ah, Russell was, he was the perfect dude to win the Super Bowl. Because if you hate Russell Wilson, the only excuse is racism. There's no other good reason. He's so good. There's nothing to hate about that dude. He's cool as a cucumber. He uh, never gets in any trouble. He always says the right thing. Like, I don't know how a dude that young it's so composed in press conferences and all that stuff. Um, 
but he and he and he doesn't and he has no ego about football he's just like what does it take to win i like i just love that dude he's a quarterback like cyborg to me man yeah oh he's he's real good love his game man i like i said when he went to wisconsin i was thought man this kid's gonna be the truth and i said when y'all get him he's gonna be real good and they were like well he played in the acc you don't know and i'm like no I know. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to bust ass up there. I promise you. Not to mention ACC football, and I've been saying this for at least ten years now. Most competitive brand of football in the NCAA, in my opinion. Like well, a lot of them teams are real sorry. They're mm-hmm. all sorry together, right? So they they mix, they mix real well in the middle. Yeah, no league <laughs> like no league is as unpredictable week in oh, yeah. week out as the ACC until Florida State this uh, came through crushed and crushed the, building. the buildings. This year, we really had not seen uh, any ACC dominance. It was really turning into like, well, maybe Vitek will get two wins to wrap up the season ah, and sick. go back to the championship. It was. Every year was down to the wire. This year, on the coastal side, they were like, yo, we could have a five-way tie the last week. <laughs> yeah, Georgia, Georgia ah. Tech still running that fucking spread uh, shit that they do out there, that triple option, whatever, like – like every year it gets down to like the same shit. And every time you get excited about your team where you're like, yeah, man, we just got two big wins in a row. Went up to Virginia. Uh, and beat, they lose. Beat NC State. Uh, lost to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Lost to Georgia Tech by 12. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty bad. Like, it's very depressing, man, but I love ACC football more than, uh, other leagues. Aww. Other leagues are too good, man. You ever watch like a good SEC team play a bad one? It's not even fucking, not what's even the point fair. of that? Why would you yeah, play that game? <laughs> Yo, when Alabama, when Alabama plays like Mississippi State and they're just, it's, they're just out there just beating them like a drum. <laughs> yes. Oh, Up and down like, the field. Let me turn this off. Like, I prefer to watch Duke lose by two to like, uh, to like Miami. I mean, to like, yeah, to like Vitek. Uh, and, and you're like, oh my God, that was such a crazy game. Now, there were 12 missed field goals, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that game came down to the last play, man. I'm going to tell you that my favorite league to watch is the Big Ten because they know how to get a football game over with. Mm. I'm telling you, you want to watch a football game in three hours to three hours and 15 minutes? (laughs) Big Ten, that's the way to go. I love it. It's my favorite football. It's my favorite. I'll wake up. I'll watch the Big Ten all day because they got three hour, three hour and 15 minute football games. Like, you can't beat that. I'm not watching four hours. It'll take four hours to play a football game. Yeah, that's true, man. And and my boys are um from like Ohio and that Michigan and shit, so they like love Big Ten uh football. But it's so funny like um watching those games with them because uh like it's to me like there's so many plays that are just like a run play that keeps the clock going. Yes, but it's boring. Like, and they stay in bounds every time. Yeah, it's a boring. Like it's never that breakaway. Like like it takes three or four quarters to get that one forty yard run. I love it. I yeah. love it. Keep the clock moving. What now? Um, watching this combine, man. How much stock do you put into the combine? Because it's weird to me. Because uh, these people do like you know the mock drafts, the draft stock, all this stuff all year long. You know, oh, uh, the scandals popping up. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, his ego's too big. Oh, it looks like Jadavion Clowney doesn't even like football. And then these <laughs> dudes show up and they run like a 1.240 and everybody's like, oh, what was I talking about? Jadavion Clowney, I forgot, um, is really, 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 really good as an athlete and, um, is probably going to go as a top four or five pick. 
like what like what do you what kind of stock do you put into the combine what do you think about the way it changes so many narratives throughout the year the pro nobody knows what to do with the combine like nationally i think that scouts understand it teams understand it there's two big things one everybody looks at the nfl like it's some sort of a monolith like draft oh one guy had this draft stock went up for him for the entire nfl like there's not 32 teams with 32 gms and 32 head coaches Mm -hmm. so i think that's one part of the problem but then i think ultimately the combine's part of the uh the draft holy trinity i think you got your your and if i had to put it as one it would be the spirit Mm. it's the spirit and that's where you know you get to see a little bit of what they can do and but the spirit only confirms the other two things which are your personal interviews and your game tape Mm. and your game tape that's got to be that's the core i mean that's the that's the father of all things Mm. if you don't have it on game tape nobody can pick you if you don't even show flashes nobody can pick you and then you had a, you got the son, and that's the interviews, and that's interviews with the player, interviews with his coaches, interviews with his old teachers, interviews with anybody you can get an interview with that knows him to find out about this kid. I think a lot of people try to make it the end all be all when it shouldn't be, and at the same time, people try to say it doesn't matter at all, which isn't the case because you get to watch a kid, and hey, you know what? He played like this on film, but what's wrong with him at the combine? Why can't he move? Why can he only do it? You know when he opportunity to lean on somebody can he not do it standing up by himself is his balance off so i think a lot of folks it's somewhere in the middle it's one of those things where it does matter but it doesn't matter as much as people think it matters a ton think and it matters a lot more than people that think it doesn't matter talk to because you get a chance to check out kids medically you get a chance to see you know get an interview them you get to see a bunch of stuff and i think it matters It, it matter it does matter a lot and like for me today watching the defensive backs man i tell you you can see kids' hips, and you get to see if they stay in a straight line. And for me, that's a big deal. I was real slow, and I had to do everything the right way, so I didn't get to cheat. So watching guys, I noticed guys that cheated. And I wonder if they're cheating because they never learned the right way to do it or if they're cheating because they can't do it the other way. Mm. You know what I like about the combine? I think they should redo it anyway. Um, <laughs> I think I think they should put the guys in uh, slave robes. And make them do it in that. Like, you know, maybe like chains, stuff like that. Like, I like. That'll bring all the 40 times down. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But I like, I like the imagery of it. And I mean, it might even make it faster. If you like make dogs chase them, you know, like they might go faster than, than normal, you know. A lot Uh, faster. You know, you gotta definitely oil those dudes up, uh, put them on that block. It's it's such, it's such a weird thing. I can't watch it because this is really weird for me watching all these really athletic, uh specimens like put on the test like yeah and, and then I, watching like uh white dudes talk about how big their butts are and stuff it's yeah, like i don't know if i can watch this yeah and it's one of those things that i guess for me watching people like poke and prod and almost like they're like they're checking out meat when you go buy like meat good uh, piece of steak you look at it you poke it you see if it's pink enough you see if it's soft enough no i don't like that cut give me another cut yeah you know type of type of thing when i i guess when i see it <coughs> i do like that they get everything down to measurables that's cool because then yeah. like a number isn't really quote-unquote biased you know obviously that's true you know they're gonna watch how they got the number but like a number isn't biased but um it's funny watching with michael sam how like he did his combine and uh for the most part people thought well it was a little bit disappointing with his 40 time and he seemed frustrated and a bit disappointed. Like he just kind of wanted to go 
back to the locker room and think about what his next move was. And uh he got interviewed. I forget who interviewed him, but they start asking him about, you know, being gay and stuff. And he, even he he was looking like, really, right now? Like, yeah, he, like these are for this is the numbers like this. I gave you numbers like you can just go. How do you feel about your numbers? Cool. But it's not like when I was running, I was running, quote unquote, gay or I was, you know, like that. That wasn't for pride sake. That was for just my football life right now, which may or may not be in shambles depending on how you feel about a 4.940 yeah it was a big well he was a big story i think part of the thing for him was he didn't have a good day and i think he tested a lot of ways that we thought he was that that everyone thought he was going to test a little bit slower than we thought um didn't jump as high as i thought he jumped at 25 man i listen i i had never jumped below a 28 until probably now when i got big fat but (laughs) <laughs> I ain't never, I never jumped below a twenty-eight, and I was hurt when I did that. So you talking about I mean, inches off of the ground? Explosion. Yeah, off the ground. Yeah, vertical. Yeah, twenty-eight inches straight up. Ah, yeah, it wasn't without, good without man. bending your knees. Oh, yeah, you and, and he looked, <laughs> he looked extremely like he looked like very like Stiff. distraught, like like. But I mean, in that interview, he just looked like oh, yeah. man, shit. Can I just like sit down with a beer? in a cold ah, tub God, and just act here. like this shit didn't happen because this is like yeah. you know this is my f- football future you know and uh he gotta go do some yoga man and he he gotta get his flex on it was him and a couple other missouri guys look real stiff like they don't do no stretching in practice and missouri didn't they used to be in the big 10 or something else big, big 12? 12 yeah i can't tell that's the other thing about college football man <laughs> how do you keep up with who's in what conference anymore i, I was watching college basketball the other day and uh syracuse was playing somebody and i was like oh yeah man um big east versus acc and they're like no they're in the acc i was like oh that's right my bad and then another time i was watching maryland play duke and um i was like Last man that's that's crazy that maryland is still playing duke even though they're at the conference like no they're still in the conference they're moving next year. i'm like i don't even know anymore yeah, dude it's very very <laughs> who's playing who like at this point north carolina and, and duke are probably in different conferences i don't yeah, even know they might as well be I'm all no. I'm, I I have to do realignment a lot, and one thing I've learned from realignment is how to get really good at understanding television numbers, mm-hmm. and how to understand um, television markets. And so I'm all over it. I know Maryland and Rutgers they're going to the Big Ten next year. Louisville's moving to the ACC this year, moving to the ACC next year. So 2014 come July, LH, come July, Louisville, ACC, Maryland. Rutgers, Big Ten. So I have 14 teams in the Big Ten, 14 in the ACC, 14 in the SEC, 10 teams in the Big 12, and 12 teams in the Pac-12. Ain't we missing two teams? As long (laughs) as we make sure that the players don't get paid, it's fine. I don't really mind where the guys move, even if it's just for money. Let's just keep the money out of kids' hands, the, and, and everything will be fine. And the, the problem I have with that situation altogether is that why aren't the conferences why aren't the conferences fine and sit out a year and redshirt it for moving? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, like, like that's the problem I have. But you don't. But if a player decides to do this, I have to sit out a year and lose a year of eligibility. You should be for real. You should lose a year of eligibility, and that will stop these these uh, schools and universities from swapping for money. Well, no, it's only bad if a player has agency. If a coach or a conference says, "You know what, guys, I 
I'm out of here. I'm going to go ahead and move. That That's fine. But if it's a, if a player's like, hey, man, my grandma's sick and I want to be closer to home, it's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Go back home, but you won't be playing no football for nobody else. I know that. Yeah, it's – I hate the player transfer rule. And I think part of the issue is people don't understand that transferring absolutely sucks. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to transfer. Nobody likes transferring. It's not fun. You have to pick up everything that you own and move it across the country, move it over here. Get on with a new coaching staff, a new team, a new everything, new school. Your none of your. I don't know if anyone's ever transferred schools. None, none of your, your credits. credits will transfer. Right. Oh. You're never going to graduate. Yep. Your and, credits be all fucked up, man. Yep. Like you. I mean, like so. I mean, what's different about your economics class and my economics class? Are y'all teaching like some completely different economics? Because I feel like economics 101 fucking translates over everywhere in the world. And they're just like, nah, dog. Like, well, listen, what happened was you got a C plus in that one. So we only take B's from your school. So <laughs> right. what you're going to do is we're going to knock you back. We had a kid that transferred from, I think, East Tennessee State. He transferred to East Tennessee. He was a senior getting ready to graduate. He got to Carolina. I want to say that he was a second semester sophomore, maybe a junior. Shit. They just took, they bombed all your credits back. They're like, listen, no, man, yeah, we're not taking them. So. It, it transferring's not fun. It's not fun. Kids don't like transferring, especially in football when you come into school with twenty five other guys. And unless you're miserable being there, most guys are just happy having really good friends that share have a shared experience with them. When you transfer, it's because you either hate the coach you play for, you hate being at the school you're at, you miss home, or you've got something that you need to go back home for. And people don't get anything. I think everyone is so scared of the idea that it'd be college free agency that they want to stop it before it happens. Even though if you open up the transfer lines, most people aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, because no, one, the way they get recruited is through, I mean, the only thing that re- coaches can give them is promises, really. Yep. Like, where they're not promised that shit anywhere else. Nope. <laughs> and often the guy that wants to transfer is the guy who's been stuck on the bench. Yep. Or behind someone else. Like, they don't even have the tape to show, like, and this is why you need me on the team. Like, another coach would be like, well, you can go be behind my guy, which I draft, which I recruited and already know about. So. Hey, hey, coach. Hey, coach. Do you remember me from two years ago when you was recruiting me in high school? Well, listen, I've been doing nothing. I've been sitting on the bench for two years, but would you like to get me? Exactly. It, it, it don't what? work like that. When you have to deal with people's I could say passion, passionate fans. It, uh, idiocy. Oh, you said passion. Oh, yeah. passion. Yes. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm being. I'm trying to be politically correct. But when yeah. you have to deal with passionate fans, especially when you talk about college football, how do you deal with people that come at you on social media, or maybe, and maybe on whatever platform with, um, I could say. Stupidity. Sideways. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes people talk to you crazy because you said something about their school or university. And your perspective is similar to me and Roderick's because you love the game, but you also love the people that play the game and participate in the game. And you look at them as people and human beings. And a lot of fans don't. And sometimes when they when they approach you, like, how do you deal with that transa- um, interaction with those people? Um, I'm not as mean as... Bomani. Mm, yeah, he can be pretty uh, <laughs> off. Pretty off-putting. 
I don't, and I don't, I don't, I love what he does. I just, I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I need everyone to like me, but I do need to explain to people. And I feel like, so when people come at me sideways, I ask them, you know, I want to know why, or what are you talking about? Or I'm sorry you feel that way. And it's not, I don't apologize to very many people, but what I do, what I do is I do want to explain to them why I feel that way. I'm sorry if you disagree. I'm not going to change my mind. I didn't just, and I think a lot of people think that you only arrive at your opinion when you say it out loud. Right. They don't think that you've put a lot of thought into it, that you've kind of backed up it, backed up how you feel with research. They think you just kind of put something out into the atmosphere and let it go. And so for me, I think a lot before I talk. I'm pretty deliberate in that respect. And so when someone says something to me, you know, whether it's this team cheats or you hate this team, and I'm like, listen, I don't hate that team, but I've done a lot of work. And not even, not like on the top, Michigan. Michigan fans think I hate them. Mm. I said before the season started, I think Michigan's going to go eight and four. They'll probably end up in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Michigan fans went insane and they got on me and they called me all sorts of names and certainly called me out of my name and told me I need to stop writing. And then mm. in December, when they were in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, they didn't show up at all because that's what fans do. And right. I think that. Nobody wrote uh, apologies or anything to you? No, nobody. Just like, but it's 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 a small scale. I remember you guys talking about people feel like they get some sort of an ownership over mm-hmm. celebrities. Over people. And I'm not going to say, I'm not a celebrity by any means. But because I write something about their school, people do feel like they get a right to talk to you any sort of way. Right. And then they disappear. Because why would they come back when they were completely wrong and... You were 100% correct. So it's one of those things where I don't feel that bad for myself. I feel bad when other people get involved. Um, you know, if I have a an actual what am I real friend that I'm having a conversation with over Twitter mm-hmm. and somebody jumps in and talks crazy to them, I'm like, man, you got to stop. Like, All I right. get this every day. I can deal with it. Right. But my girlfriend doesn't get this every day, and you've got to stop. I, last This past summer... Bo Monty made a joke about somebody, mm-hmm. and then my girlfriend said something back, made a joke about it, and some guy came out of nowhere and talked crazy to her. And I said, listen, buddy, you've got to stop. And the guy goes, oh, you just keep with those Twitter girlfriends. Maybe she'll sleep with you if you – and I was like, well <laughs> – wow. I, like, I was like, well, we sleep together every night. Yeah, I've already played that card right, but uh, – In I a need... house that we live in together. Yeah, so I would like thanks. for you to calm down, sir. Yes, that's what buddy. I'm asking. Like, that's like, – I had that happen the other day. Um, Amani Gandhi, uh, angry black, uh, I think it's angry black lady mm-hmm. on Twitter. She retweeted something I said, uh, about how ESPN should, you know, like consider doing a special on, uh, violence against women instead of the N word. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, some dude the next day, I, I just woke up and he only had two followers and he was just talking so much shit about her. Like, she, you know, she's only gonna date white men, and you know she doesn't. She don't like brothers. So I was like, blocked. Like, what is wrong with you that you would see that, and that's you would tell me like you're a fucking psycho. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not ultimately. Obviously, I'm not gonna believe you, but but more importantly, what a crazy deranged person to be yeah. like. How can I take down Amani Gandhi with every breath of my life? And I and I think sports. 
and music and politics are like that constantly yes um which is yes. one of the reasons i don't really talk about them that much and when i do i end up having to like block people and shit i had to block a dude who had he writes for some denver broncos website um and he was defending this idea that it was a good pr move for michael sam and it was going to benefit him somehow to come out the closet and i was like no it, it won't and i was like i'm starting to feel like a lot of biggest are starting to use that kind of like how a lot of uh biggest go well you know free speech and you're like that's also just racism it's never listen i'm when my when i read i came home i had a sunday fun day when i saw the michael sam news look i i cried like it was huge to me because it was such a big moment like i was just like man that like it takes a lot of courage Mm-hmm. It took a lot. It took a lot for him to put that out there, mm-hmm. and it was a big deal for me just seeing it happen and watching it kind of play through. It was huge, and I don't know if people realize this, but if being gay was easy, made stuff easier, more people would just do that. Right? Yes, they would. I'm right. Like, what? Oh, by the way, um, what is this? Um, it'd be like people that are. That write they write like Italian or they write Greek on their college application mm-hmm. instead of checking like white. They'd be like, "Oh, you know what? Let me just I'm gonna put gay here. Let me Dude, check that one n- off." Not just it's that, make it my would, life much easier. It, you would have straight people pretending not to be straight, and I don't mean necessarily pretending to be gay, but they would hide being straight if it made things easier. It'd be like. Mm-hmm. Oh, girlfriend what girlfriend why don't we uh you never see me with any girls in the club come on man uh this is uh gonna affect my paycheck like nobody's like it, it can only make it his role more difficult and you know I, i'm luckily um you know he does have a lot of allies but it didn't take long for people to yesterday we read two pieces on the show where people were like uh this is an attack on heterosexuality and you know we need to start a we're i'm a lobbyist we need to ban gay people from the nfl it's like yeah guys um those are two things that aren't positive like those aren't helping him no pr wise uh in his, yeah, that in his was, that, you know. those that was really disappointing the one at shadow league was that was dis- really disappointing like that one that felt like if, if let me put it this way if I guarantee if that guy was a gamble, if someone had wrote an article about how if you sub out gay for black yeah. and sub out heterosexual for white, mm-hmm. he'd be upset. Yeah. He'd, that, that'd be a, he'd be, that'd be a stance that he thought was idiotic. The whole thing read, and I don't know if, I think I told you this yesterday, but mm-hmm. if I didn't, the whole thing read like the South Park episode where they had the future people and they were like they took our jobs yeah it did <laughs> that's what it felt like he said that that's what happened with um with uh jason collins like he must have took a straight person's job he's seven like, feet tall right it's like well you know there's also this thing where he was just in the nba last year and that means he might not be that far from another roster it was barring like you know, with, with injuries, uh, trades, roster cuts, he might not be that far from another roster spot. He almost was on a roster at the beginning of the season. I don't think it's cause he's gay, dog. Like, no, like how much money is him being gay gonna make the Nets? You know? <laughs> yeah, and he came in, buddy, he had five fouls in his first game. Yeah. Like, he came in and did the same thing he'd done every other time he was in the league. I would have, by, by the way, I would have absolutely loved it. If the rest of the players would have been so homophobic, he would have scored like sixty. 
Oh, that was like, oh, don't oh, touch him. Me. You're not getting gay on me, buddy. You just turn around and dunk <laughs> that ball. That would have been the greatest thing of all time uh, as a game that we could make jokes about and analyze. But um, this is the black. Thing is, nobody's yeah. going to do that because I don't think they care. They're Nobody cares. No. We've all played basketball with gay people. We've all showered with gay people. Everybody at some point has your gay people in your family. Uh, even if you didn't know it, some like mm-hmm. the, the odds of you going through life and not yeah, one person, person in any public setting that you've been around or any team sport, anything has been gay is, is that's an astronomically ridiculous chance yeah. that, that you wouldn't, that that would never happen. Of you, course. You just don't want to think about it. And now you're mad because you have to think about it. Well, deal with it. You'll be fine. Um, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. Find us on. <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. Search the Blackout Tips. Go to theblackouttips.com. Become a premium member. Uh, you can also do stuff like uh, vote in the polls, uh, listen to our guest spots, leave comments. People are already doing that. Uh, tomorrow, we will be having our fir- our annual uh, Tippy nomination show. We uh, have I cut up all the clips this morning between fever naps, and uh, now everybody can uh, hear like the the best argument the best uh impressions yep, and then everybody can go vote and then you can go vote so we're gonna do that tomorrow so hopefully you guys will be here tomorrow at seven um you, uh, you can also do stuff like leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we appreciate everybody that does that uh it helps boost up the show and uh if you even if you don't like the show leave us a five star review and say something bad about the show we'll at least read it on the air live when we do our feedback show we will um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme oh, i was gonna do it and then i was reading <laughs> <laughs> my bad man um so uh mike as a fellow uh you know house husband house 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 uh partner house fiance house fian- oh yeah fiance that is right you show me you told me that in person uh congratulations by the way again um thank you as a fellow as a house fiance you know um you know do you like do like little chores and stuff around the house during the day or no i did laundry today uh the only chores i do not do i don't vacuum i don't clean bathrooms Mm. but i do everything else i clean i mean i cook i cook almost every single meal i do the grocery shopping i do the laundry you know, I take care of, you know, some of the little yard stuff. So, I mean, I'm pretty, I've got a pretty solid, you know, I got a solid domestic, uh, domestic streak in me. I love laundry. I do too. That's my favorite. That's my favorite chore. <laughs> I don't understand people that hate laundry. Like, you're not doing the laundry. Like, you're right. not out there, like, scrubbing it. Right. You just <laughs> put it in a machine and then you. <laughs> then it out of the lake. Then you're folding it while you're watching TV and tweeting. Like exactly <laughs> as a person with, uh, you know, like ADD, basically it's perfect. I love it. I love, I love doing laundry. Right? Listen, it's so easy. I don't, I hate doing laundry. Why? What, what, right. what it was, what do you have to do? Right. You know, you don't have to wash the clothes, right? Like the machine washes them, then it dries them for you. And then you fold warm clothes fresh out of the dryer. Now, what do you do when uh, you want your uh, sweetness to help out around with, like, a certain chore or something? Like, do you hint? Do you just tell her? Do you, like, leave notes? Like, what do you do? Uh, I honestly, I'm really bad at this because I don't want help. Mm. So I, I'm bad at that. I don't want help. But sometimes when there's stuff I just want to get done, I just refuse to do it until I see if she does it. Ah, uh, okay. What I do... Is I tell Karen like, hey, uh, 
you know pick up your clothes on the side of the bed and you know some, <laughs> sometimes you know like that'll normally work for like a week or two you then know the clothes go right back there then the clothes go right back on the side of the bed and then that you know that happens like i don't know three four and uh, 15 years in a row and then <laughs> after that um you know i started being a little passive aggressive so what i do is i take the clothes ham- hamper the empty clothes hamper right and i there. put it on her side of the bed right by like clothes right by the pile of clothes right so like now she, it, this is the least she has to do is just literally pick up the clothes put it in the clothes hamper after that doesn't work for two three weeks in a row <laughs> uh, as the clothes pile up um i move it even closer to just like her side of the bed <laughs> right by her dresser and um she'll ignore that yep so last night i just took the clothes hamper and i put it under the covers on her side of the bed and i wrapped it up uh and uh she almost beat me man don't do that for anybody (laughs) anybody that thinks that's a good thing to do do not do that uh it was almost a domestic violence incident (laughs) she she kept asking me do we have problems or something you want to talk about like for 20 minutes in a row like i i just started lying at one point i was like i don't know how it got there i think maybe it fell um it on the bed. onto the bed yeah like maybe it put that put it up there on the cell it might need to lay down i went in there i was like what the hell is this in the bed yeah she was uh very upset no now i feel now i feel really bad about the because my girlfriend she doesn't close doors mm. And I'm a door, like, I need all the doors, close every door, close the cabinet doors, close the door to the bathroom, close the door, you know, close all the doors. And so I usually, I was thinking about it while you're talking, I said, man, you know, one thing that I always do is I go and stand by the open door and then look at her. Mm, ah! Yeah, that's another good passive aggressive one. That's a solid move. Yeah. But I, I listen, as someone that has been hit by a girl before, mm-hmm. not this girl, right. different one. Right. I would never be engaged to a girl that hit me. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> but someone who has been hit by a girl, they can hit, and I don't want that anymore. No. Yeah, I, I got a little scared, man. I just, <laughs> I lied until it went away. I would no. I wanted to ask if we had a problem. You know, he was trying. He was trying Did we to have a problem. Yeah. Right. She I already knew. She knew we had a problem. The problem was she didn't put her clothes in the hamster at the weeks. She knew what the problem was. It was a rhetorical question that was just going to get me beat. There was no right answer to that question. What was I supposed to say? Yeah, we got a problem. Now now we're not going to do the show. Cause, yeah. You know, I can't do the show with a black eye. People are going to be like, what's going on at your house? I fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I just fell into a door yeah, now. Yeah, they already say I beat him anyway. And and one other, and like the door to our bathroom don't work. So if like I shut the door, I'm not to get locked in somewhere. So I have mm-hmm. to keep it cracked. Well, um, yeah, I do need to call them about that. Cause and I get that, I'd be like, wait a minute. And I and at first I thought I was going crazy because I would like twist and turn, and I'm not that strong. But when I like grab the towels and everything else and twisting and turning, and I'm beating on the door, and see like every time. I go in there and get locked in. I never have my phone to like text him or call him. So I'm like stuck in the bathroom by myself. And by the time I get finished, I'm out. In fact, I'm wet again from after showering, but this is from sweating like shit. Now I gotta take another shower because it's a grab and open the goddamn door. Yeah, that's the thing is like, uh, I was like, why do you close the door when you know it's not working right? It's just had a habit of shutting doors. And she was, and she was like, oh, I can get out of there. And I was like, I've been here like four or five times you have never gotten out of there it's been me 
getting you out of there. I don't know what happens if I'm not here and you get locked in that bathroom. <laughs> Me, you know what happens? So, she stay in the bathroom. Right. I so, you know, I don't want to tell her that, but it was like, this is obvious <laughs> that we just need to get this fixed. Please, please. Um, <laughs> so I mess around and miss a whole day of work stuck in the damn bathroom. My what, man, happened, what, happened, what happened to Karen today? Lost the whole day stuck yeah. in the bathroom. Stuck in the bathroom. Like, man. I clear y'all. I clear. She have no cell phone. Right. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't call y'all. Tell y'all I wasn't gonna make it. Who goes to the bathroom without their cell phone in 2014? I don't know. It's 2014. Yeah, <laughs> your cell phone should be with you everywhere. It should. Um, you got to listen to podcasts in the shower. Right. You don't even play Angry Birds. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, Harold Ramis died yesterday. I forgot to say it on the show. He was uh, my man Egon from the Ghostbusters. Ah, okay. Mm, nerd icon. Caddyshack, Stripes. <coughs> Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he gone. He dead, y'all. Um uh and rest in peace. Uh also gone. We did talk about this. Paula Patton and Robin Thicke's marriage is gone. Yeah. It died yesterday. Mm-hmm. Seemed like it's been dying for a while. But yeah. uh I read a story that said um Paula Patton uh, and Robin Thicke's big test in their marriage was when he did that MTV performance with uh, Miley Cyrus. That was the big test? Right. Mm, not all it. the pictures and the pics that were leaking. Well, I just, that's, not a, <coughs> that's not an ideal test. I mean, that was a music performance on an award show. Right. And I don't know. And, like, his thing was. Uh, she just did it. According to their friends, you know, sources, uh, the fiasco was a big test in their relationship. Um, he asked her to help him out as a friend and a wife and defend him in the performance. He begged her to speak out for him and be there for him. She agreed to be the good wife after he begged and pleaded. Then he asked her to stick with him through award season and she agreed. She attended the Grammys with him as a favor. Um, wow, that's pretty bad. No, so they were... Well, they were dissolving, and he just needed to get through the moments. Yeah. I wonder if he just kept stringing it out, like, all right, well, we'll do the NAACP awards. Uh, can ah. we just uh, tell you what? Let's, what is that? That kind, Maybe we could make it to Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, BET Awards coming up soon now, baby. Just stick with me. Stick with me to tax season. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we need to. Listen, let's just. How about this? Let's finish out the year. We'll put it on our taxes, and then after that, we could go. Mm-hmm. Let me just extend your five-year option. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it says, uh, indeed, the baggage claim actress. Uh, that's slander. Does she, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, does, she, does this mean she's going to have to work more? Because she's not very good at acting. She's not mm-hmm. very good at acting. She, like, mm-hmm. she got so much props for being in Precious, and I saw Precious, I was like, oh, no, none of these people can act. No, and I'm, listen, I, look... And I don't know, maybe I'm weird, mm-hmm. but I don't care how good anyone looks. Me if neither. you can't act, you can't act, and I don't need you in movies. Right, well, since pornography came out, exactly, I don't in understand. Yeah, like, the hot actress thing to me is, like, something for 50-year-old guys. Like 50? Yeah, if you're, like, 50 and, like, you spent the first... 20 years of your life jacking it to like steel pictures and lingerie uh, catalogs. Right, yeah. You like the, the Victoria, <laughs> the Victoria's Secret catalog was a big get for you in your day. Then, okay. Like, I, I will understand you, that generation of guys 
forever being like, but Angelina Jolie is hot. Like that dude, fine, okay? But for the rest of us, there's no fucking excuses the advent of internet pornography. There is literally no excuse to watch anything that sucks because someone is hot. Period. Thank you. That's we're true. we're we're on the same page with that and we're thank you. Thank I'm so glad that you feel that way. I feel the same way. I'm like, yo, well, yo, better not, yo, you see Jonah Hex? Right. No. That, no. no. No, I can go to... Megan Fox is hot. We actually seen it, and it was terrible. Yeah, I saw it because I'm a nerd, not because I think she's hot. Like, I could have saw the Mr. Skin version of Jonah Hex uh, and been fine. Like, Jonah Hex Eye or something like that? Hex X. No, no, no. Mr. Skin is a site that take... They tell you exactly where the nudity happens in movies. She didn't even get naked in that movie, by the way. It's PG-13, so... That movie was so terrible. Yeah, I remember... I get it confused with Cowboys and Aliens all the time. Oh my god, what a bad That one was two bad, bad, bad movies. Um but yeah, she did defend her husband and said they rehearsed for three days. Robin told me in advance I thought it was great, which is crazy. That's probably the best acting she's ever done. Um <laughs> It was way better than uh <laughs> what was that one? Two guns? Two guns? Oh, oh man. Best thing about two guns is that her titties were in it and I didn't think they would be. That's the you know what I mean? Like I give it props yeah. because it was such an 80s movie and an 80s moment of just Very unexpected 80s. nudity. Because as soon as I saw they had Paula Patton, I was like, well, I'll tell you what we won't be seeing is her titties because she's like a name at this point. And she probably took this role to like be sick. Oh, those are titties. Oh, well, I apologize, Paula. I will. I still hold true that my, my the strongest point for me in that movie was the gold tooth. That did Dude, that. Man, that movie is good to me. But you already oh, know how I I don't feel. think it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think she was terrible in that movie. Oh, um, I would go so far as to say it is a terrible movie, but it is enjoyable in all the aspects I wanted to find a movie like that enjoyable. True. It's a really good buddy cop movie. Yes. And you, and I had no idea it was going to be that when I walked in. And it's like a old to the 80s buddy cop movie. It's not like this newfangled. It's like the old school, so many explosions it doesn't even make sense hours, like yeah <laughs> yeah these guys don't like each other like i loved it i loved it man i walked out of that theater like high-fiving people i had a great time yeah so i i could use some more i hope they do three guns next year or whatever like <laughs> I got three. do some more of that shit dude two guns two or something i don't know um but anyway yeah they was lying um and uh, apparently Robert Thicke tried to save his marriage. He, caught, he canceled a concert in Atlanta at the last minute on Friday, hopped the plane in Vancouver where Patton was filming a new movie. Um, and going to be terrible. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Don't waste your time, sir. They had a face-to-face chat about their relationship. Both left very upset with Robin accepting that their eight-year marriage was over. Thicke then canceled his Orlando concert to spend time with their four-year-old son, Julian. This is going to be the last time you're going to see that baby. Yep. Um, they said uh, they released a statement, said they'll always love each other and be best friends. However, they have mutually decided to separate at this time. So, yep. Who would have thought that the, the son of the dad from Growing Pains would just be so bad at fathering? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> um, but, you know, if that dude yeah. is, was raising, um, was raising, um, Michael J. Fox, you know, maybe that, uh, oh wait, no, that's, that's, uh, Family Ties. That was, <laughs> <laughs> was that with Alex P. Keaton? Yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, Michael J. Fox was a terrible child, so it makes, oh wait a minute. Sorry. Well, to be, no, to be fair, Mike, 
to be fair, uh, his kid, Mike Seaver, is Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. So. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cameron did turn out fucked up. So, so yeah. So he in did. all fairness, ah! this might be par for the course. Good job. <laughs> this might be par for the course. Uh, speaking of uh, women hurting the men that they love, Raven Felton's wife um, got oh. him arrested today. She, oh, man, she was that snitching. was brutal. Uh, struggling New York Knicks point guard Raymond Felton allegedly pointed a powerful body armor piercing handgun at his estranged wife during a domestic dispute and was arrested Tuesday morning on a weapons possession charge. Um, which I didn't is even cool. know they made body armor piercing handguns. Right. I think they meant bullets. I was about to say, where the hell is that? <coughs> well, he probably had some cop killer bullets. <clears throat> and uh, he got caught, you know, like he pointed it at his wife. Um, which is funny though, because on the one hand, it's like that's probably the best shooting he's gonna do all season. Oh um, no! I like I I always liked him when we were in school together. Uh, <laughs> I liked him in Charlotte. Oh, uh, you know, and then it's like this, and then Sunday's episode of True Detective. Like men are gonna have a hard time trusting women this week. Like, ladies, uh, if your man watches True Detective and. Uh, he uh and he knows about the Knicks. Like, just give him a break this week. He might want to look through your phone, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gonna be a lot of trust issues going on. Uh, her name is Arian Raimondo Felton. It was amazing. <clears throat> what a name! Yeah, Raimondo Felton. His name is Raymond Felton. Match made in heaven. How could they get broken up? Right. This should have lasted forever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah. Uh. This is the thing, though. If you point a gun at your estranged wife in a city that has the toughest gun restrictions outside of like Chicago and maybe DC, yep, um, you might want to get rid of that gun, man. Yeah, otherwise you're going to jail. Yeah, you're not supposed to have that, Raymond Felton. So, at all. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we'll see how it plays out, man. But um, if Claxco uh, Burris is any indication, he's probably going to end up doing some time. And uh, let me be the first to suggest take the deal. Yeah, because, uh, that was Plax, that was Plax's problem. Mm-hmm. He wanted to take Plax, the deal. Yeah, Plax thought he could get out of that shit completely. And, I can uh, beat it. Yeah, you can't. You got to take that deal, whatever that deal is. Because New Yorkers like we coming to get you. Yeah, I hate it had to be Raymond, dog. But, oh man, I I always liked him. He was a nice guy. He was always nice to me. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, man. Start dating those light skinned women, man. You got to deal with them light skinned problems, dog. They're not built for that life. Yeah. That thug life putting guns at them and shit, man. Thug life. She's she's made for not sending text back, not uh this shit. Uh speaking of not sending text back, mm-hmm. a Georgia court dismisses unsolicited sexting tape case. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a guy who was sexting uh, uh somebody unsolicited, which means they didn't want to sext and he sent it anyway. Okay, mm-hmm. they can't block him. Uh, this must have been before we we just got the block feature. Oh, okay, so this is probably prior to, prior to that. The U.S. and also, how could you block the first one, right? The U.S. True. state of Georgia Supreme Court has dismissed an obscenity case against a man who sent a woman an unsolicited photo of his tattooed penis in a text message. Mm hmm. A tattooed penis. How do they know it was his though? Right. <laughs> that ain't my tattoos. Oh uh, yes. Can, can we pull out the uh, penis in question? The court ruled unanimously. He kept he, like he tries not to get hard, so they can't read it. He's like, mm, you don't know. Yeah. Um, the court ruled unanimously that the 1970 law applied only to tangible material sent through the post. Charles Lee Warren faced up to three years in prison. 
Mr. Warren was arrested after he texted a photo in October 2012 to the woman, and and she went to police. Yes, especially if it's unwanted <coughs> and I didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. You can only go to jail if you send it in the mail. Mm-hmm. You have to. What cut kind it? of sexting is that? You have to do some Van Gogh shit. Um, oh yeah, and that that goes to bullshit to show you a way of people not wanting to apply the laws correctly. Oh my um, gosh! Uh, so now we got to appeal, and 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 now they got to uh, make an amendment to say that that cell phones is included in this shit when it should be included, even though it's not included. Especially, you open up your phone, you see a dick pic that you didn't want. I should take. You should stop if I want. If I didn't ask for it. The obscenity law under which he was prosecuted makes it a felony to send unsolicited material to pick the nudity or sexual conduct unless the envelope or container in which it is sent bears a warning in at least eight point bold face type. So, I mean, that's a pretty specific law. Like, I see why they didn't convict him. Oh, yeah. Okay, because of the way the law is written. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing I say about the founding fathers of America all the time and all the people that come up with these old antiquated laws. Um, these motherfuckers weren't deities. They were people. Yep. They, they couldn't foresee the internet, cell phones, texting. Like, what? The what Yeah. It's like when people go, well, you know, if, 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 if George Washington came back and saw the things that we do now, I'm like, if George Washington came back, he would spend all day masturbating. He wouldn't even get past the internet. Where are her petticoats? Right. He's like, oh my, you let them go out without knickers. Like we'd be like, you gotta go get George out of the room. Well, one minute, please. Like, um, you telling me I can get porcelain teeth, not wood? Right. So you let your slaves play the sport and keep the money? Um, (laughs) The specific prohibition is clearly aimed at tangible material that is delivered in a tangible manner because the appellate did not send anything through the mail. He did not violate this prohibition. Yeah, and and the the problem I have with that is her phone. The phone is tangible. It's not like that's an inanimate object, you know. Maybe Mm. so. If you send me a text, my my phone, I'd text you back and be like, "Hey, no dick pics," and that's the only way we can get around that eight point five font. Well, like you said, they're going to have to amend the law. Yes, that's, the law. that's dumb. Yeah, they said that their legislation has been promote, proposed to amend the law in Georgia, uh, but it's not passed, not yet. According oh, to prosecutors, God. Mr. Warren's penis was tattooed with the phrase, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Ah! Oh, my God, that is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's oh epic. <laughs> and yeah, there's no gayness oh behind God. that, okay. Yeah. Strong oh enough for God. a man, but made for a woman. What's this, deodorant? Secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he calls it? Yep. Secret. I put it in the chat exactly how it's spelled, because there's a... I feel like he took some shortcuts, so maybe his penis isn't that big. Cause he, he spelled, what? That's how he spelled it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, although I like you put man and woman in caps. <coughs> this is amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman, if, uh, you guys are into that. Um, he just spelled the regular word enough and had the same amount of space as an area. Yep, could have, but, uh, didn't want to. Um, <laughs> if I'm, like at this point, I really want to guess the race, but there's no picture of him. Like I really want to know, and I'll and I'm scared to look up a picture of him because it might be his dick. So no, <laughs> <laughs> I say oh white. God. 
Oh my gosh. A 36 year old Michigan man is dead after shooting himself in the head while teaching a girlfriend how to handle pistols. How did this happen? Oakland County Sheriff's Office says alcohol appears to be involved in the man's death Sunday night. Uh, his name wasn't immediately released. The woman tells police her boyfriend had been drinking most of the day. Um, he had been drinking. Uh, mm-hmm. before showing her how to use his three handguns and demonstrating that they were safe when empty. Oh, and nice. also demonstrating they were not safe when full. So he proved <laughs> his point. Yeah. He's like, now does this look safe? Well, it's not. Mm-mm. Police. Bang! Police say he placed <laughs> the first two guns to his head and pulled the triggers once each. But the third gun fired, he was pronounced dead at the scene. <gasps> oh. Oh, man. That was like. That wasn't a little gun either. He's like, it's totally safe. See, this one's empty, right? Now give me the Two other. Of them. Now that one's empty. Now give me the one with the bullets in it. See, that's why you don't do this. I guarantee. Uh, this shouldn't be funny, but goodness gracious, it is funny. I guarantee like, gun you what safety ha- is so like. Why is gun safety so hard for people? It really I don't get it. Here's the thing, man. I don't know about you, Mike, but I personally wouldn't put an empty gun to my head. No. no, like a gun that I absolutely, under every circumstance, checked for myself and knew was empty. I would not put to my head and no, pull the trigger. I I, Fuck you that. You don't point guns at people ever. You never point guns at people. Not ever. Ever, 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 ever. You never point guns at people. You always point guns at the ground or you point them at their target. That's the only thing you do with guns. You never point at people and you damn sure don't point them at your head. Like, I'm not afraid of guns. I'm very comfortable around guns. I've shot guns. Like, you never point guns at people, and you definitely don't point them at yourself. Yep. And pull the trigger. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm petrified. I, I want to actually go to a, a gun range and learn how to shoot a gun to get <laughs> to get over my just my fear of guns. Well, first yeah. we need to get drunk. According to this guy, no, I'm not getting drunk. Mm-mm. Step, Mm-mm. One. Step, Step one, one. Get, in, get intoxicated. Then decide to give an impromptu le- mess, uh, lesson. I'm good. Also, I guarantee that this, like, they're describing it like it was all nice, but if he was trying to, like, put the gun to his head, I guarantee this was not a good conversation. Mm-mm. Like, it was one of those, like, why do you have so many guns around the house, Trevor? Okay, like, three guns. He's like, they're perfectly safe, bitch. Yo, no. <laughs> Give me that fucking look. This looks like it looks dangerous to you. Give me what about this one, huh? God, sometimes I just wish I could fucking blow my brains out. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wish granted. Yeah, sitting there talking to you. God, wish I was, <laughs> wish I was fucking dead right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> bam. Uh, Heroes. Speaking of wishing I was dead, Heroes is gonna come back in 2015 with a miniseries. Never and watched it. Why? Here's what's funny, man. For all the people that did watch it, why the fuck are you excited? Okay, it that's was, all. It ended up being terrible. I watched every episode of this bullshit. I tapped, every episode. I tapped out. It, There's nothing good to be excited about, and I saw so many people who also took proclaimed to hate it, telling me like, "Rod, Rod, Rod, hey, heroes back." It's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, oh, you know what else is back? Chlamydia's back. Mm, oh, that. That time that I got hit in the balls in fourth grade is back. That's that's gonna be all. Oh, thank! I can get hit in the balls again. Word. No, nothing good will come of this, man. Mm-mm. 
just oh my god we've gotten that bad when saying out shit that we hated like next day they're gonna be like lost his back and y'all gonna be like oh my god i can't believe so it wasn't all the dream yeah Dude, if lost if lost came back i would be so mad there's no way i would watch any of it ever here's what i want to know i love lost and then they just oh i wanted the last episode i wanted to kill everything is does anybody find that um it's kind of a weird coincidence that nobody's career took off from this show enough to not be in it again wasn't what's his name in that show who um the bad guy star trek guy zachary quinto yeah uh, i don't expect to see him back and oh, i don't expect back. to see the girl who played the cheerleader no 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 she's not yeah because she, she's so, actually <laughs> yeah she's actually have have actually got a acting career everybody oh. else might as well come back oh okay i see no i see what you're saying now that nobody's career to like okay yeah yeah, yeah. most yeah. of these actors are just like well i gotta do something right might as well come back what else like people are expecting the same cast why because it ended so shitty nobody's career blew up like that's uh the girl who played claire and and the dude who played siler are the only ones who could make an argument for being like i'm not doing this shit true everybody else coming back they don't have to do it yeah so he's in star trek and is he in american horror story still uh, I don't know if he's in that, but I mean, Star, them Star Trek movies are printing money. Yes, they yeah. are. He and can she's do... on what? Nashville? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, thank yeah, you. And she's... meanwhile, every other character can come back. Cause this show sounds terrible and I'm not going to watch it. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, not going to watch it. I hung it. in there for a while and then it just made no sense. So I tapped out. Yeah. Um, Sam Worthington got arrested in New York City. He's I don't know who that is. He's the actor who was in the movie Avatar and a lot of really bad Impossible White Man movies. Oh, the dude in the wheelchair? The wheelchair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Avatar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I had to think for a second because like 90% of the movie is about him being a big ass blue alien. Yes. So I was like, what wheelchair? He was, he was in a fucking alien. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, uh, apparently he's Australian. Um, which, uh, I think a lot of people don't understand that uh, Australia is one of those places where everything tries to kill you. Everything. So they have like nine of the top ten deadliest snakes and eight <laughs> of the top ten deadliest spiders. Right. It's Scorpions. not. This is not the place, man. I watched kangaroos. They, they got some shit in Australia called a uh, freshwater shark, dog. What the hell Wait, is a fresh Karen, did you just say kangaroos on the list of things that would try to kill you? Yeah, yeah, yes. fuck with a kangaroo. Yes. Fuck with a kangaroo that got a baby in her pouch. She'll fuck you up. No, nah, a kangaroo will kill you, bro. I seen uh I seen that roided up kangaroo picture the other day. I was like, <laughs> don't Stop. want It looked like LeRon Landry. Yeah, dog. I said, don't want none. <laughs> no, it'll take that tail and take them feet and fuck you up. Mess Play- with a kangaroo if you want to. Places I will never go. Australia. That is one place on the list. Uh, I don't give a fuck if the like free sex tour is out there. I yeah. won't be there. Like if the, the, you can get a million dollars for just hopping off the plane and hopping right back on. Um, you won't be seeing just, me out the, there. The kangaroos one was weird to me because I'm not scared of kangaroos. I'm terrified of koalas though. Yeah. I don't trust koalas. They look like they could kill you yeah. and they spend their entire ah. day just getting high on eucalyptus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust those motherfuckers, man. I, like, yeah like they eat a plant that everyone else is like don't let that stuff get on your skin don't let it touch you it's not good for you and they eat that's all they eat every day 
dude i'm gonna put a um i'm about to put this picture of this kangaroo in the chat for oh you. my and then you oh, gonna, i've seen it yeah yeah it ain't, it ain't really shit to, like it's it, buff dude what like this is one of those times where you just gotta be like yeah dog i don't want to go to your state and the cute animals try to fucking like, like no i'm like no you know what i'm good i'm real yeah. good like he look like he's saying you've been talking about my girl bro like, well, so what's up yeah. what happened was what's up with that text you sent you you want some of this yes um but you see me <laughs> right, right uh so i heard you i heard you wanted to talk to me nope no um, i didn't know you you heard no. what sam worthington i don't know why they lying on me dog i don't know why so sam worthington <laughs> is from australia oh and uh he got a charge with uh, assault because a cameraman walked up on him and his girl trying to take pictures and uh kicked him in the in the uh, kicked his girlfriend in the leg the camera did yeah to to like get a photo op and uh he whooped their ass yeah well then i'll go to jail for that one because uh you assaulted my girlfriend dog for no yeah. fucking reason trying to get a goddamn picture yeah he, he from australia dog so they don't really play that shit like you can't Oops. just can't just roll up on everybody like that man it's not um it's not all good that's what I'm i saying. like that i like that i feel like i personally i feel like more cameramen more um football fans basketball fans i feel like more these are all people that go into class are people that should get beat up more mm-hmm. yep. they yeah. need to get beat up a lot of them are a lot of them are complete assholes and they would do whatever it takes to snap that picture they don't care about your safety. They don't care about your children. They'll hop fences. They they break all kinds of goddamn laws. The problem is that the laws that they break are so minute that, you know, it's hard for the police to enforce them. And then mm-hmm. when you be like, hey, there's somebody outside my window snapping pictures at my child at 3 a.m. Well, ma'am, by the time we got there, he was gone. Yes, but fuck, I, I shouldn't have to um, fear uh, random pictures of my child. And in Australia where like bunny rabbits try to kill you you might not be cool with a motherfucker kicking your girlfriend like you no. that might not be some shit that you allow to happen like uh what did uh what did scarface say on half bake they might have to get the wrath of them nunchucks mm-hmm. get the wrath of the nunchucks yo like that's i'm i think they need to look i beat them up for mm-hmm. real just go just whoop whoop them because they can't they gotta learn yeah, you're going to learn today. I know what you won't be doing, taking two pictures. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> I hope you got a good snap. Um, so uh, th- speaking of pictures, man, there's been this picture of the Girl Scouts planted outside of a Colorado uh, pot shop selling cookies, <laughs> which, which is, is smart. extremely entrepreneurial. Yeah, brilliant. It's all about capitalism and all that shit. Come on, you, want to, you got a product, you're trying to sell it. So, of course, the... Um, Actual Girl Scouts of Colorado leadership said, uh, no, you can't be selling cookies outside the pot shop, to which I say, of course, of course you can't be doing that shit. It was cute, and I was cool with it because I don't have kids, and I don't give a fuck about your kids. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason it was okay with me, but if I had, like, a kid, I'd be like, come on, man, don't have my kid around the weed, man. Like, y'all can't just sell, like, Girl Scout cookies are drugs. You don't need to sell uh, that shit by the, like, it's not like there's a troop where they're like, we couldn't sell our Girl Scout cookies. No one would buy any. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, it's never happened, dog. You can put a Girl Scout cookie situation in the middle of like Siberia and it will sell out within 30 minutes. Cause that once I got these cookies, baby, right? 
<laughs> and I, like i went to chick-fil-a the other day because i saw a sign for girl scout cookies i didn't get chick-fil-a i just held up the line for the other people waiting for chick-fil-a because i was like yeah just get, give me two thin mints please uh thanks I've got, I've got the girl scout connect where she comes to my house to ask me to make sure that i get my order in Mm-hmm. that's what's up that's what i'm looking for is that like that's funny i can't find anyone that could sell me weed in charlotte i can find a hundred people that know about them Girl Scouts because Girl Scouts are pervasive. More pervasive than drugs. Mm-hmm. More yeah. pervasive than alcohol. Everybody know about the girl. Everybody knows a Girl Scout. Everybody. Because oh, yeah. they was out in force this weekend. I, I would have got, we ended up getting them Saturday. I would have got some Friday, but I was going to get my hair done. I happened to roll past a troop that was in front of the food line. I was like, God damn it. Too bad I'm already late because I will give you my money. Oh man, they got it. But yeah, so you can't sell them outside of the pot clinic. And I don't, I don't blame them because it's also unfair. Cause at that point. That's easy money. Yeah. And at that point, honestly, Mike, I'm buying the ones I don't even like. You know, like give me, <laughs> just give me the coconut Samoa. I don't know. Give me what, the. Whatever boxes you got. Yeah. Enough. What is that? Just Laffy Taffy in a box. Just give me that shit too. Ah. Like that's not even fair. People are probably buying like, uh, just give me the box. I'll just eat the cardboard. Thank you, little girls. But as far as marketing is good, marketing strategy, because them shit's going to move. They won't yeah. be sitting. I mean, it is legal. But that would, to me, this would be the same as if they were selling them outside an ABC store. Where and they like, probably can sell them outside an ABC store, can't they? I don't think so. I would. I don't think people would be as comfortable with that, Karen. Oh. I don't think. I really think if you was going, coming out with, like, Cavassier and trying to buy some fucking Girl Scout cookies, I feel like parents might be against that. Let me get some of them cookies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, little bitches. Like, hey, hey, calm down, sir. Stop. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> sir, sir, put the, put, put, put put the, the bottle, moonshine away. Put the bottle back down, sir, please. Just, uh, <laughs> there's no cookies for you here. Go to Chick-fil-A with that. But, uh, yeah, so you can't sell them outside of pot places and it makes sense. No. Um, speaking of little kids, man, this teacher might lose her job after two kindergartners got found in the bathroom having sex. I don't believe it's a thing kindergartners can do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know that it's fair. But this is what happened. Wait, why won't this thing let me rewind? This thing won't let me rewind. All right, let me try this again. The incident to her supervisor after she says she found the two five-year-olds completely naked. They told her they were having sex. Now, the Mullica Township Board of Education voted to bring charges against this teacher through the state and remove her from her position. No charges have yet been filed, but the 15-year educator was immediately suspended without pay. The big question is, why is she being suspended if she did report the incident? Right, um, and you and I both said that she was suspended without pay. She was suspended with pay, but it brings up, it's, it's, a, it's a story with a lot of different tentacles, mm-hmm. and I think people have been very vocal on Twitter about this story, and I think we're going to hear more about this uh, in the coming days. For sure. Um, all right, I only have one problem with this, really. How the fuck was she supposed to know? Come on now. I mean, so, I, it's not like she was like teaching the kids how to have sex or going like, hey, kids, go have sex. How did these kids learn to have sex at that young age? They sh- and uh, like, why is she being penalized for that? Like, I, that's one of those things I wouldn't even expect a five year old to be able to do. And I don't think any of us would reasonably be able to expect it. And, 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 and the thing about it is that uh, they're. This is the way to deflect the responsibility off of parents mm-hmm. by firing the teacher. 
um, or, or, or suspending her. The reality is these children have been molested, abused, or they've been around sitting or observing other people have sex. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not even going to go, uh, molested, abused, watching stuff on television that they have no business watching. Right. And like, there's no way that we're talking about like penis inside of a vagina deal. We're talking about they, to them, sex is let's take our clothes off and, and kiss or something. Yeah. What is, yeah. Cause it's, it says having sex in quotes. What does that even mean? They had no clothes on. Yeah. They were touching yeah. each other. This is weird, man, that people would, uh, Hold that fire team. the coat, fire the teacher. teacher. Especially after she did her job, which yeah. was tell somebody. Record. Yeah. What, what, I can see if she was like, well, no, they, they have sex in there all the time. Well, what's the problem? Like she, like she clearly was like, yeah, this is a issue that I would like to alert the players. And they're like, you're fired. I'm like what? Like I can, I think about that because my, my girl, my fiance, she's a, she's a teacher. She teaches first grade now. She used to teach kindergarten. Mm-hmm. If two of her kids kind of get into the bathroom and have no clothes, like, she doesn't teach kids to have sex. Right. And it also, it kind of sets a precedent. Maybe I'm better off not telling anybody. Like, yeah. now you're going to get people who are like, no, my self-reservation, because that's the natural state of people. I'm going to put that above this job, and um, I'm not going to tell anybody what happened. Put your clothes on, kids. Don't do this again. Get out. And I'm never going to talk about it because why? I want to keep my job. Yeah, I don't want to lose my job. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to follow protocol and report it, but that means I won't have a job, and I, I need these checks. I know, so fuck this. Uh, speaking of people that need checks, a fast food worker in a South Dakota Hardee's claims that sex was required to keep their job. It's Hardee's. So that five twenty five an hour just wasn't enough, was it? Jobs, jobs are hard. Jobs are hard to get, y'all. It's Hardee's. A Hardee's manager, home of the charboiled thick burgers. Sound sound like she was getting some charboiled dick burgers. (laughs) (laughs) A Hardee's manager in South Dakota wanted more than service with a smile. A former fast food worker says. Gerald Anderson is suing the burger shop, claiming the female boss coerced him into a sexual relationship and then fired him when he broke it off. I believe him. Obviously. I've worked in fast food. If if anybody's ever worked in fast, fast food, food. Yeah, it's uh, a fucked up relationship. Yeah, it's so disgusting back there. Like mm-hmm. they they do it's crazy. They do some fucked the, up shit. The amount of fucking going on in your average Fast, fast food, food place, even uh, restaurant even restaurants. Yeah. yeah, um, I worked at uh at an IHOP where the uh manager would like where it was was hotels like right behind it, and he would actually uh, take some of the waitresses over there and fuck them. Mm-hmm. In the hotel though. Yep, in the hotel right right from the uh, and I, that's why I ended up quitting. I was like, nah, dog, uh, I'm I'm not the one, and I don't want to fuck you. Yeah, I had to that's go up way there. better than like inside the restaurant though. I had to go up there and threaten them, and, but uh, yeah, they are actually um they actually will fuck people in the restaurant. I've been in places where it's like, uh, yeah, so and so fucked in the break room. I'm like, where my plate is because I'm not eating anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm full. Yes, all- I've only worked at a I've only worked at a bar and I was like a door guy, so. Mm. Well, I don't. Was, I, I don't. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking in the bars too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was a restaurant too, yeah. and people used to hook up on top of like the pig cooker, but the, it was the pig cooker, and so right. like so, you clean it off. 
It's already disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Anyway, you cook whole pigs on this thing. <laughs> like, what's the difference? Um, that that is pretty disgusting. Um, well, Gerald, <laughs> <laughs> look at Karen's face. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Anderson is suing the burger shop, claiming oh, the fee. Um, so the manager Danielle Dallenberg hi- hired Anderson in August. Is that Samuel's? Um, Samuel's Sam, Sam sister. <laughs> I think you're thinking Dallenberg. Oh, is that the same person? Yeah, she's Dallenberg. <laughs> Uh, at the Rapid City restaurant and told him if he applied himself and worked with her on and off the clock. Oh, Lord. She wanted him to really apply. Apply that yeah. penis right On up. and off the cock. Yep. <laughs> she wanted to be on and off that cock. Yes. And he could he could advance the, to management. So he was going to be the new Calvin. From, ah! from that point on. Taking his way to the top. From that point on, Dallenberg subjected Anderson to unwelcome sexual advances Request for sexual favors and sexual touching. Wow. I can see Jerry Richardson now talking about, son, you slept your way to the top. (laughs) (laughs) Anderson claims he submitted to his boss's dirty desires for more than two months before he cut her off in August 2012. Oh, she was not having that. Yeah, what was that? uh, What was that conversation like? It's like, come back here and uh, after you eat. On your break, you can come back here and eat on my break. And he was like, no, I'm done. I was going to say, what did he just go, mm, pass. Yeah, I'm full. No more eating. Um, he was fired. Thanks no thanks. He was fired a week later on a trumped-up insubordination charge, he, he alleges. Um, all this There's, for 575 And now, was, come on, dog. Yeah. There was no way he was listening to her, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> you ain't paying me shit. I mean, after, like, after we had a sexual favors for this job, like, I'm not, once I cut you off on that, then we're definitely not, you know, talking. I need like, you to go clean the bathroom. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-mm. I wonder what she looked like. Who, who, no, who cares? You know what he's thinking? This guy's thinking, she can't fire me. Mm-hmm. I had sex with her. I'm untouchable. Can, Don't matter. I've got the upper hand. But, I mean, what do you have to look like in order to feel like you need to force somebody to have sex with you as their boss you know what i mean male or female yeah yeah. like with men it's more like the society is set up to make them the pursuers so i could actually see that happening but with the women like normally it's the dude that like even if she's your boss society patriarchy is set up in such a way that the male pursues the woman in most cases so i've seen people do inappropriately at work Try to holler at their boss. And I'll be like, maybe, dude, that's our manager. Maybe she just wasn't getting satisfied and she was looking for other options. That's true. Should have went to Wendy's and had it her way. As ah! opposed to, uh, is that Wendy's motto? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Wendy's. That's Wendy's motto. What is Burger King then? Uh, Burger King is, I don't know, home of the Whopper? I don't know. <laughs> I maybe. Thought, oh no, Burger I King is having her way. way Burger King. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wendy's is, um, I don't know. We eat what we like. Oh, wait, yeah. no, that's Applejacks. <laughs> Should they all start blending together after a while? I think Wendy's is where's the beef, which is what she was saying. <laughs> From, like, 1986? <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, what she, she was saying. She wanted all his beef. She was like, where's the beef? He's like, it's over with. Does Hardy's have a look? Does Hardy's have a saying? I feel like they don't. Uh, you need We're to- the same as Carl Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hardy saying is fuck me for this for these for this food for this money. 
get on your knees is hard to say uh the suit first reported by our rapid city journal seeks an undetermined amount of money for damages such as humiliation and embarrassment from the hardy's franchisee um dallenberg is not named as a defendant she couldn't be reached for comment uh that's pretty funny though um because i feel like you should be able to sue them for humiliation and embarrassment just for working there mm-hmm. like, oh for sure you shouldn't even need to uh have to fuck anybody to do that um but i i mean i feel like most guys would think that was a pretty cush gig um getting sexually harassed by your boss into sex and work you get paid and you have sex um only but, if you don't have to do any of the work right oh you know what yeah. that's probably what she fucked up yeah she probably like, thought he was still gonna work the drive-through like even that dude that was fucking people at karen's restaurant was giving them good sections of the restaurant yeah he was now it's like okay put her up front and there ain't no good section in hardy's right no ain't no good section in hardy's the oh, only good man. section in hardy's is hey i'll tell you what i'll swipe you I, i'll punch you in don't worry about it i'll see you after 11 o'clock we'll still you'll still get paid mm, more like 11 o'clock all right guys <laughs> it's time to pay our it's time to play our games uh the first game of course is, here at the blackout tips is a game that we like to call fucking with black people um let me get my music <laughs> We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time for fucking with black people. The game where we read or play news articles from all over the globe that involve black people being fucked with. And we assign point systems to them from zero to a hundred in intervals of 25. Today's contestants, uh, a team in New Jersey, a wrestling team and, uh, Jeopardy. Again, Jeopardy is back second time in a week. Uh, New Jersey high school wrestling team is under investigation for a racist photo. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I don't, things like this, I don't know how they happen. Um, but they do. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like, baffling. It's, what? Like, you guys knew this was wrong. Uh, Apparently, just hours after a New Jersey high school wrestling team took a state title, a disturbing photo was has emerged that appears to show them posing with a black dummy hanging by its neck. Ah! And they didn't, th- they didn't, they didn't think it was going to be an issue. In 2014, they were like, we should do this. This is a good idea. We've never heard of the Internet. It's not like anyone will find out. I'm sure, I'm sure this will be fine. I'll put a link to it on the... Uh, on the uh actual um uh in the chat so you guys can see it um the seven boys dressed in maroon and white phyllisburg high school colors are shown in various poses as a, a dummy hangs from the ceiling two of the boys wear pointed hoods that are reminiscent of ku klux klan members uh they took their hoodies and made them look like kkk's in, in a morbid kind of caricature, the dummy appears to wear a wrestling shirt of the team's crushed competitor. Paulsboro High School, located just outside of Philly, according to the 2010 census, 7.5% of residents of Phillipsburg, located in the 19 miles northeast of Allentown, Pennsylvania, are black. In contrast, 36% of Paulsboro residents are black. 
So sounds like they beat up some black kids for wrestling. And uh they decided to celebrate by being racist. Oh um, my gosh. Yep. Phillipsburg Superintendent George Chando reached for comment by the Daily News said little more than the photos under review. So um uh I will have to give these guys a hundred, man. Um Especially, and the reason I'm giving, like, I really think this is more like a 50 or 75 of racism, mm-hmm. but they got me with the hoods. Yeah. You know, I like, like, once they put the KKK hoodies on, I said, these dudes went the extra mile. Put an extra that, effort. Yeah, they wanted to get that hundred. Like, this was, uh, these are people that are out to, to, you know, to become a racial viral sensation. If you and, believe, uh, you can achieve. Right. Yes. And they achieved it. So, Congratulations, uh, racist kids. Um, this is, uh, this is cool. Um, you guys got a hundred. Um, and, uh, I'm sure the comment section around this one is lovely. So I bet it is. <laughs> I, I, I looked at one comment and it was like, it started with racism exists in people of all shapes, colors, sizes. Nah, I'm done. <laughs> like, I mean, I ain't saying that's a lie, but how you gonna bring that up in context to this shit? <laughs> Like every comment should be like, mm, that's pretty racist. Um, yeah. yeah. The other contestant is Jeopardy. Oh. Now, last week Jeopardy made it because Alex Trebek. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the he was one, like, you better know the answer to this. Yeah, he had like the one black woman who buzzed in for a Jeopardy question on the United Negro College Fund, and he told her she better get it right. Um. Apparently, there's an episode of Jeopardy where one of the categories was African American history, and um, African American history did not uh, fare too well in the in the categories because um, no one guessed it. <laughs> they left it. Oh, they left the whole column blank. They left the row blank because you have to. They everyone decided to wait till last to do it, and of course, there's just three white contestants. Um, now, personally, I give this only a 25 because it's funny, uh, it's harmless. The reason they didn't guess because they didn't want to offend anybody. Yes, yeah, I'm, so. I'm giving a 25 to Jeopardy because they could have had some black people on the panel or something. Like you got to do this one where you got like one or two black people on the panel so that you can mix it up instead of having all white people feeling uncomfortable because they don't want to be like. <laughs> Uh, yeah. for 400, uh, who is Martin Luther King? Oh, uh, who is Martin for Luther 800, King? For 800, who is Martin Luther King? For 1200, who is Martin Luther King? I yeah. saw, I watch Jeopardy every night. Mm-hmm. I saw this. I was ready to murder. I was ready to kill. I was ready. <laughs> I, and I don't mean like to be mad. I mean, I was ready to kill this category because these questions were obviously going to be easy. Yes. Like, this is the one you want to add. Like, if you're one of these white kids, this is the cat. One, I'd start with this category. Yeah. Okay. One, cause because they're going to be easier. Not just that. I don't want to look racist. True. So I start with this. Like, oh, Alex, yeah, let's go African-American history for uh 1,200. That's right. I'm confident. Then when I miss it, I'm like, oh, you know what? I tried a hard one. Sometimes you don't get them. But I, I feel like the answer to all these are going to be like uh, Malcolm X, uh, Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. uh, like they weren't gonna be Just like the truth. Yeah, they weren't gonna make you like they weren't gonna be like uh, a quote from like Frederick Douglass's biography and then make you guess who it was. They 
jeopardy knows you're racist or ignorant to race yeah. yeah, it wasn't like, I'm going to tell you what, that category wasn't nearly as hard as the Russian history category that was on, I think, the day before that edition. It was, it, yeah, it, it was a, it, it, easy. They were going to they take it easy. If there was a panel of, like, all men and we were doing it and the category was, like, feminist history in America, I would pick feminist for 1600 to start off to be like, ladies, I tried. Okay. I would I would ah. knock that category out though as a guy that took a lot of women's studies classes. I took none. But, I'm a beast. <laughs> but they would all they would all think that that I was uh that I was the man. Like they'd be like, "Oh, look at him. He he thought he knew." <laughs> <clears throat> I was a good standardized test taker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beast when it comes to the the theories on the uh, modern domestication. <clears throat> I'm all over it. Yeah, they asked me to start naming the women's names, though. I wouldn't know that shit. <laughs> I'm not even going to front. I, like, I can tell you some pretty good, like, I think everybody should be equal platitudes. But if you was like, now, who wrote this? I'm like, I don't know. A woman? I'm a woman, and I don't even know. Uh, Alex, uh, who is a woman? For 500. Uh, is that? No. No, who is a hmm. white woman? Not who an ex- is a black woman? Right. Not an acceptable answer? Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, man. It's time for our other game. It's time for Guess the Race. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. I said, now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land. We read or play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our guest today, Mike Felder from In the Bleachers, to play Guess the race mike are you ready to guess the race i'm ready and the chat room plays along the chat room is quite racist all right let's get yes, into they it they are um yes they are <laughs> welcome new listeners uh police say residents in win on win avenue found a man watching pornography and smoking cigarettes in their garage early sunday morning oh my the homeowner chased the man who was wearing bib overalls and no shoes down the street. <laughs> the incident occurred at 2.20 a.m. Police found 34-year-old transient Darwin James Bailey outside of a nearby motel and took him into custody. He said he was only sitting there watching porn on DVD. It's somebody else's property? Okay. To which I guess he figured I he did not know that was a crime. He's like, hold up, man. We arrest people for... Watch a porn on somebody else's property? Uh, yes, they, else, they had the porn. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my porn. <clears throat> All I did was press play. The officers found two porn discs at the home. The residents said they did not belong to them. Oh, he brought his own porn. BYO, oh. BYOP. Damn, the residents are lying. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's not my porn. I don't watch uh, Big Booty Shakers 3. Uh, Marcy knows that. Um, the residents said they did not belong to them and Bailey must have brought the porn with him, uh, even though their fingerprints were all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey is in charge on the ca- is in jail on a charge of felony burglary. He also faces probation violations stemming from a charge of criminal distribution of dangerous drugs, uh, out of Masala County. Guess the race of Dar- Darwin James Bailey, uh, a guy who masturbates on other people's property. And carries his own porn. It sounds like Mike went with white there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also funny that, um, like, what do you do if you're a transient and you're in possession of two porn discs 
but you don't have a TV or a DVD player. Break into people's garages and watch it? You almost got to, right? I mean, (laughs) what else can you do? You almost can't blame them. I would like, if this happened to us, I'd be like, officer. There's no more circuit cities. I don't want to press charges. Just, just, just (laughs) beat it. Don't come back. Okay, guy. I understand the struggle. You can't, you can't go in the best, what else do you go to Best Buy? Yeah, I give him a towel. Like, wipe yourself up, clean up your mess and get out. Don't ever come back. Uh, he wrestled in high school white. You're thinking it's monster, but it's clearly Swiss white. Oh. Bang Bros white. Alabaster masturbation expert. Three named whitey doing the five knuckle shuffle. And white man with a red neck. The correct answer is. And everyone got it right. He's white. All right. All right. Mike's one for one. So's the audience. Let's go to our second one. Sumter, South Carolina. Sumter police were called to an Applebee's last week after they received a report of a man who tried to pay his lunch tab with a one trillion dollar bill. Michael Williams, 53, tried to pay the bill with his debit card, but after it was declined, he offered to pay his tab with a one trillion dollar bill. Williams was arrested on an unrelated charge of contempt of magistrate's court. He was sentenced to probation and ordered to pay $262 in court fees. Police continue to investigate. I feel like he probably tried to pay that with a trillion dollar bill. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's like, I, I would like my change. Oh, my change. Uh, and that is the shortest article ever. Guess the race of Michael Williams, 53 years old. Black. His uh, debit card got declined. Mm, that's a good point. They probably were loud and ignorant about it. Uh, let's see. Chat room says decline debit card black. Sparter says white. white. Terry says black. Ignorant crime, so black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trillion dollar bill. Why, like, why not? That's not even <clears throat> a real dollar bill. Yeah, if you could, like, make a, a fake dollar bill, why not just make a hundred or something? Oh, a thousand. <clears throat> or twenty. No, they wouldn't even no, check a twenty. Not, not a thousand. <clears throat> yeah, Karen. <laughs> I mean, he going for a trillion. He probably would have thought of a thousand. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Karen. I follow your logic, but that also what? would be ignorant. Yes, that would, but at least it'd have been a low, a, a lower amount of ignorance. Right. I would have went with like a twenty because nobody checks those. You know, ten exactly. Five. Yeah, especially if you are going to Applebee's. It's like it's not like it's not like uh, Applebee's like, Apple, like Apple got changed for a trillion. But it's not like he went to the Maybach dealership. That's true. You know, it was like, oh, keep keep the change. He wanted to get two for twenty, right? Like you could have just made a twenty. Let's make a twenty, man. Uh, Drew the money himself, black, blacker than bad credit, black trillionaire, black. Correct answer is black. (laughs) Couple people missed it, so I think somebody. (laughs) Next article, moving very fast today. Um. Here's a lady. Panagorda police arrested a woman for misusing the 911 system. Maria Montanez Colon called 911 after a dispute with her stepson over a car. 911, where's your emergency? There's an emergency. Let me ask you a question. My husband was NYPD retired. He died two years ago, three years ago. My stepson has his Corvette, and I want it back. Here's where it gets creepy. As soon as an officer arrived, police say she made vulgar sexual comments to that officer, even rubbing her hands on his chest. He left after warning her that she was abusing the 911 system, but 
She called again to complain because she wanted the officer to have sex with her, and he wouldn't. <gasps> yeah, and the uh, thing is, man, she manages the best hardies in Florida. Yes, she does. So, so I uh, believe that story. You know, a lot of programming centers. Home of the Thick Burgers. Yeah. Oh, man, this is tough because I want to say white, mm-hmm. but... I feel like Hispanic goes in order because the way that she kind of talked a little bit. Mm. She might have just been drunk. Mm-hmm. Did you did I'm, you get her name? Did you hear her name? Yeah, I heard the name. Okay, I'm going with I'm going with Hispanic. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race is. Um, Phil feels our whole life story is important. White oh. didn't get arrested the first time. White mariachi band enthusiast, produce, produce salesperson. Yeah. Only white people call pe- the police for shits and giggles, uh, says Black Rob. So most people are going white here. Uh, I'll ha- put some hot sauce on your burrito, baby. Uh, the correct answer. Oh, her back is wetter than a Jada Fire squirt, Bukaki. Oh my. Uh, that is very wet. Goodness. Uh, Latino. The correct answer is Latino. Latino. Belder is now three for three. Some of you missed it. We got it wrong. All right, but Felder, you're three for three right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for us to uh, go ahead and get into the bonus round, yes, man. It is. See Here if we, we can go. keep this up, man. Here we go. Double the points, double the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race where everything's worth double the points, double the racism. Mike Felder is now three for three. The chat room is all over the place. We'll see who's going to win. Felder, are you getting nervous? Uh, I just got to beer number seven for the podcast, so I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Not nervous at all. Uh, Here is, oh, can I play this video? I don't know. Oh, all right, I'll read it. Um, a man and his dog. Uh-oh. The only thing that can come between them is, of course, Florida. Oh, Florida again. A vile Florida man doused a puppy with hot sauce in a deranged bed to get the pooch to stop yelping. Ephraim Miles, Ephraim Miles, 47 was charged with felony animal cruelty after he poured the condiment on the three-month-old Dachshun Chihuahua blend named Gizmo. Oh. You have a three-pound dog that fits in the palm of your hand, and just knowing that somebody is capable of doing to that defenseless animal, it just breaks your heart, says Sarasota policewoman Genevieve Judge. Well, she was judging a lot. Um... Miles flew into a rage during an early Sunday morning argument with his girlfriend, Kelly Ripley, over Gizmo's cries. The black and brown mixed breed suffers from a seizure disorder and often makes painful filled, no, pain-filled noises. He then grabbed Gizmo and covered the diminutive dog with hot sauce, which coated his fur, burnt his eyes, and ran down the pooch's throat. Shit. Riley rushed to the pepper-soaked pooch to a fire station a few blocks away, prompting officers to respond to the animal cruelty allegations. It couldn't open his eyes. One eye was completely swollen shut. The other was barely open. Following the gruesome incident, Ripley relinquished ownership of Gizmo to Sarasota police. 
The dog is recovering at the Sarasota Veterinary Emergency and Specialty Center. What the hell did he pull hit that dog with that ghost pepper hot sauce? <laughs> right. Well, it sounds like he got what he wanted. I mean, the dog's out of the house. True. Gizmo. <laughs> Gizmo is expected to make a full recovery and Miles is being held on $5,000 bond. Ripley could not immediately be reached for the uh, comment. Guess the race of Mr. If- Efrian Miles. Efrian Miles. What a name that one is. Mm-hmm. Going white. All right. Uh, did you need a spelling or anything? You good? I'm good. I'm going white. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um. White because a black man ain't wasting no hot sauce on something he ain't planning on eating. White, that the that dog will live out his days in a purse. White, the hot sauce was Texas Pete Black. Sarah McLaughlin's new worst enemy, a jigaboo. Oh Lord. Uh, the correct answer is, and Mike missed it. It was a black man. No. Yeah, we'll show you the picture. <laughs> Some of you got it right. Yeah, I was surprised it was a black man too, but it was. Yeah, I will put his picture in the chat room. Um, but uh, I feel like if they would have said what the hot sauce was, I would have um, got it. Yeah, like I feel like we all know now, that that is uh, Texas Pete. Yeah, they said Tabasco. We might have had it, had to talk about that. <clears throat> but you can click the link to see the picture. <clears throat> see the picture. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see. Uh, we got one more to see if Mike can redeem himself with this last story. A Philadelphia man is jailed on a variety of felony charges after uploading Instagram videos showing him pointing what appeared to be a handgun at a series of terrified victims. According to the investigators. Wow, this freaking Instagram. Shout out to that team. <laughs> yep, I'll send this to, to Nicole. According to inf- instigate, uh, I'm sorry, according to investigators, Darren Stinson, 21, and an accomplice drove around filming themselves as they accosted pedestrians. Those clips were then uploaded to his Instagram page, which was funniest in Philly. <laughs> he thought if I was going to report, you could be in crimes, dog. Which portrays Stinson as a prankster and wannabe comedian slash actor <clears throat> who apparently doesn't know the law. In a video seen above uploaded February 15th, Stinson points a gun at a man salting a snowy sidewalk and demands that the 52-year-old victim put the salt in the car's trunk. A caption on the video cautions, please don't try this. It's very dangerous. Poor old head, make him waste all that good salt. Police say that Stinson brandished a pellet gun during the videotape confrontations, which are filled with profanity and racial epithets. Additional Instagram clips show Stinson... don't know the law. Additional, yeah, now it's a hate crime. Yes. Additional Instagram clips show Stinson pointing the weapon at other individuals and in several cases firing the pellet gun at victims scattering in the background. Uh, Stinson and accused cohort Cortland Gilliam, 19, can be heard laughing at the panicked pedestrians. Stinson is locked up in lieu of $125,000 bail. Oh shit, and you, they got clips of the videos too. Uh, on a host of charges including aggravated assault robbery and making terroristic threats and reckless endangerment. Um, it hurt somebody. Do you uh you, should I play one video or should I just say guess the right scan? What do you think? Uh play a video or don't? Mm, well uh, you can play a video. Alright, here's here's a video. Okay. This, hey, this, that how much is that suck? 
How much is that sock? No, he took that shit off my porch. That shit in the trunk. Put it in the fucking Put it in the trunk. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry the fuck up! Hurry 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 up! Porch chimpanzees who failed to acknowledge themselves on the law. Oh, Lord. Black. Kind of deep with that one. White, says Quincy. Um, looks like people are scared to guess here. Guys, You, am I seeing a room full of cowards? <clears throat> Nigga who did all of the prosecutor's job for him. Niglet. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an over the shut case, right? Like, you don't even have to do research. Uh, yeah, you're done. Gorillas who watermelon and one who says Monica. The correct answer is black. And you got it. I think it's a good one, but he it was black. So, so Mike, you 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 got it. Uh, one person missed it. Goodness. Hey, Karen, what'd you say? You think what? West Philadelphia, born and raised. I think you might skip that one back. Oh, I didn't mean to skip that one. Oh, Sorry, no problem. guys. Uh, it's kind of funny because the guy to me looks a little bit like Larry. Oh, Lord, Larry and I just committing crimes. Yeah, man. Like, I was like, this could be Larry with glasses, man. Like, he might be out there, you know, putting the, putting the, pointing the gun at people and, uh, making them put the salt in the trunk, dog. I don't know. Put that salt in the trunk. <clears throat> Quit doing that, Larry. Yeah, Larry don't come around as often as he used to. He might be in these streets. Streets committing them crimes. Uh, can't end without talking about one of the number one problems facing the world. Sword ratchetness, people. Okay. Uh, a man who armed himself with a sword during an argument at a unit block in Sydney's inner west has been charged after another man was assaulted. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, police say officers have carried, were called to Merrickville unit block at around 11 p.m. on Sunday. A report on, um, that, on a report that two men, ages 25 and 41, Ooh. were fighting and other people had intervened to try to stop them. After the 25 year old man left and returned with a sword, well, that's what you gotta do. Oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> can't be it fighting. Got real. Can't be fighting these old men on with just. With your fist, there. Whoop yeah, your ass. Yeah, come out there. He ain't gonna lose to you. I'll be right back. <clears throat> yeah. Get my sword, kill everybody. The older the older <laughs> man sustained an injury to his forehead. He was taken. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was trying to kill him. He was taking the royal prince. It's not so easy as it is in The Walking Dead. <laughs> sure ain't the the, fo- the foreheads don't crumble. He thought he was gonna go straight Michonne on him. Yeah, that shit just hit that dude's forehead and bounced off. He's like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, because like, uh, dang, at least he- I gave him a concussion. Right. Yeah, you got something they called a skull. <laughs> Right, this is why I shouldn't be, uh, you know, buying these replica swords at fucking World of Warcraft. This ain't no good. Uh, <laughs> uh, after, so he was taken to Royal Prince Alfred Hospital for treatment to, to, to non-life-threatening injuries. <clears throat> A 25-year, the 25-year-old was arrested and charged with armed with intent to commit in, an indictable, indictable offense. Not intent to commit to kill. Right. He was given. He hit him in the head with a sword. Yes. And he still can't get attempted murder. Like, this is the problem with this sword shit, man. The the, the law doesn't take it serious, man. Like, at this point, if I was going to try to kill somebody, I'd use a sword because that's the only. I'd probably get off with a slap on the wrist. By the way. 
you know, it wasn't that bad. I had a sword, and obviously we was drinking and hanging out, and I I went for his head, but you know, it yeah. wasn't an indictable offense. I, I just tried I to kill. Trying to kill him. I just tried to kill him a little bit. Not a whole lot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> man, watch out for yourself and these people with these swords. You're getting a row with a a young buck on the come up. Uh, he says I'm coming back. Don't assume that uh you can hang around. Mm-hmm. It's probably coming back with a sword, guys. Of course. And uh, there's nothing, there's nothing good about this. No, no good news comes out of these sword stories, except for this story. Oh Lord! A wanted man shot dead after attacking cops with a samurai sword. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the real heroes, people. Yeah, fuck around because they was like, "You ain't gonna cut us." Police have bullets. Police here have shot dead a wanted man suspected of having been involved in the murder of T- in Taiwu in December fifth. Oh, so he already killed somebody? I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. The unemployed, fi- of course, this didn't happen in America. That's why they took it serious, having in Malaysia. Yep. The unemployed fifty-two-year-old man was shot in a house in Kampong, Maine, when he tried to attack a pol- team of policemen with a samurai sword. When they were apprehending him at about 10 p.m. yesterday. Oh, he tried to check down. It was like, yeah. fuck that. Apparently, take take they, some of these hot bullets. They've seen the raid. <laughs> take yeah. some of these hot bullets. They were like, yeah. we, we've seen the raid and uh, we're not going to let this happen to us. Mm-hmm. Based on a fresh hot bullets for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hot and outside was on. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. Based well, on hot inside <laughs> your body right now. Yes, take them all. <laughs> Uh, based on a tip, a tip off the Penampang police chief and his team tell the suspect to Kampong Mang, uh, Penampang, when, <laughs> I feel so silly saying that, but that is exactly how you said it. Yeah. When police identified themselves and tried to enter the house, the suspect set a mattress on fire and threw it at the police. Oh shit. Later, armed with a samurai sword, he attacked our personnel and self-defense police fired four shots and killed the suspect on the spot. Uh, the postmortem on the man will be conducted tomorrow. Uh, Hamza said police were seen entering a fast food restaurant in Penampang around 3.30 p.m. when the police removed, I mean, when they moved in to arrest him, he managed to flee in a car. The suspect also knocked down one of our personnel and seriously injured him. On December 5th uh, in Taiwu, a 24-year-old man died after he suffered 80% burns in a fire when he tried to stop the 52-year-old suspect from torching the house where he and his sister, the suspect's wife, live. So, wow. Was this guy just been on a rampage? Yeah. yeah and burning the, mattresses all yeah, over the country. And the police was like, fuck that. <clears throat> One, two, three, four, son. Once yep. we get him, we got him. Yeah. Well, make sure you guys check out Felder, man. Bleacher Please Report. Um, in the Bleachers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, when is the uh, In the Bleachers podcast coming back? Man. <laughs> I am so busy right now, time-wise. Mm-hmm. We're trying to buy a house, and so that's all my weekends. I go look at houses now, and I still like to, you know, have 20 Beer Tuesdays. and So it's going to be interesting. I think, um, actually, I'm going to get it started back up uh, in the next couple of weeks with uh, Charles Arbuckle. He uh, does. He used to play for the – who did Arbuckle play for? I know he played at UCLA. I think he played for the Colts. He and I are going to start it back up pretty soon, talk a little college football and transitioning into the NFL. It's just the time is killing me, man. Like yeah. the amount of time I gained, I think the last, from the time, last time I was on the podcast and now I've probably gained about 35 pounds mm. from just 
not being able to do anything but work and just stress. And so I'm trying to trying to drop some LBs, eating vegetarian style what? during the during the, not all the time. Come on, but during oh. the day. Oh, vegetarian. Okay. Yeah, vegetarian. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm doing trying to do that and trying to eat get a little bit healthier, man. I listen. I'm getting married now. I got to live. Yeah, that's true. That's how they get you. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Make sure you guys check out the Black Guys. That's Tips. how they get you. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with our annual. So, so uh, we need to talk about, sir. No. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> we'll be, this, this is what happens when they trap you. They trap you with yeah, the marriage. Man. Next and thing, they make you live a long time. Next thing you know, you can't leave. You can't leave a uh, clothes hamster by the bed or nothing. Mm-mm, you sure can. Next thing you know, I'll, you keep saying clothes hamster. A uh, helper. I thought, I thought I said helper. Sorry. It's just cold, man. I know how to say that word. Uh, but, uh, you can't leave a clothes hamper by the no, bed, uh, without, you know, getting beat. No, she gonna be getting on you about your health and getting healthy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to tell you, she gonna be like, look, you got life insurance. She gonna, she gonna really right. get on you cause all of a sudden yeah, I, you matter. Like I don't watch Snap. Snapped. Yeah. Like we don't watch Snapped. You oh, I got life insurance. What do you think when we sit home all day? What do you think we watching? I know the life insurance is its first step. I know the ah! move. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- right. Well, you know, as a as a true house <laughs> husband, me, I'm just a protege. Right, right. That's... So, you know, I I get that. I, I got to do. I, I just, you know, I got that. I got that insurance <laughs> game. I know yeah. how it works. I record every episode. I know how it starts. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So make sure you guys do that. Um, really, just got a new life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was like, you know, uh, his life insurance suddenly went up from ten thousand to three million dollars um, oh that's a jump uh unexpected. started to feel sick right his wife was feeding him lead poisoning exactly ah! he was sick on his own podcast he was coughing yeah she was bringing him tea yes and he <laughs> filled with rat poison ah he wanted to be healthy go become a vegetarian she was dropping little pebbles in his juice because he considered himself juicing mm-hmm. and someone just said i'm out here boozing neutralizing my first of all i'm not neutralizing the vegetarianism because i took all the calories from the daytime mm-hmm. but i kept my same nighttime calories right and also uh beer is from a plant right. from the earth it's Pops. natural so that's Learn nothing that. yeah what are you talking who said that in the chat room what are you doing full ah! come on jay full I'm reducing oh. the amount that I eat during the day, but I'm keeping the same amount of drinking going on. I'm not, I've thought about this plan. It's a pretty foolproof plan. The plan is I'm going to drink the same amount. I'm going to eat less. You gotta, you gotta forgive Jay Full. He's a Duke fan and he's going through some hard times, Aww. uh, after that SmackDown that was laid upon them, uh, last and, Thursday. I don't know. I don't watch basketball. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> just, I'm just letting you know, like you've probably been catching a little bit of passive aggressive flack the last couple of weeks. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. That. That's what it's from. Yeah, yeah, they got the SmackDown laid on them. They try to delay it with the rain, uh, the snow. Say, oh, we can't drive eight miles in the snow, and then that ass whooping happened anyway. And so Man, now I need some sort of like alert system to let me know when stuff happens because mm-hmm. people <laughs> just say stuff to me like drive by, and I'm like, I don't know. What are you talking about? Exactly. So I'm here to help, man. I know you don't really watch a lot of other sports, but I'm here to help. I uh, watch a lot of other sports, just not the sports that you like. You know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> the ones that count. The ones that count is what I mean. Well, um, I would say I would, <laughs> I'd love to get you out to a nice game. But oh, I hate baseball. You hate baseball. See? Yeah. We, we do have to get together and go out dinner soon, though. Yeah, we do need to do that, man. I'd rather work at Hardy's before going to see a baseball game, but we, we can go do dinner or something. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, man. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the uh, the annual Tippy special. Woo! Um, until I'm then, yeah, me too, man. A lot of people got nominated. Until then, oh, I forgot to say. I also I put up the 2014 nominations uh post already so, so that you guys don't have to worry about going back throughout the oh, year. Yeah. So I know people were saying like, "Oh, I want to nominate something already for next year." Well, now you can do it. Just go to the website. It's 2014 yeah. Tippy's nomination. Yeah, that way as soon as you, something comes across, you can automatically put it, you know, mm-hmm. what about two almost two months now. So we're not that deep into the year, so mm-hmm. you can continually put stuff on it throughout the whole year. Yeah, cuz some things I'm not able to get if you guys don't give me like a minute mark or an episode number yeah it's harder to cut them right so now you guys can do it ahead of time all right guys we'll see you tomorrow till then i love you you too baby